black marks on that county road where we drag raced our pickups and Mustangs and weathered all. It's week nine of Ohio High School football as we wind down this season. The Loveland Tigers have two road games remaining. Their first one will be against the Knights of Kings Mills Kings. We're here at the Castle Kings Stadium as Loveland 0-8 and 0-5 in Eastern Cincinnati Conference play. We'll tangle with the Knights at 5-3 and 3-2 in ECC action. Good evening and thanks for joining us here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Lee W. Mowen, and we have Kyle Howard and Brock Faulkner on board with us tonight here in the press box of Kings Stadium. The Knights coming off a very impressive 52-7 win at Milford, where Hunter Henry picked up three interceptions. One was a pick six, and Loveland's coming off a 55-32 loss at home against Walnut Hills, which it's a loss... But the Loveland Tigers offense had their biggest point put out on the season. Yeah, you saw some signs of improvement last week offensively. They were able to get some things going uh, through the year. Um, really didn't really get the ground game going like they would have wished to, but they were able to get, get some uh, nice scores there and literally played till the final whistle. They scored a touchdown in the game's last play last week here and were able to muster some points on the scoreboard in, the, in their final home game of the year in senior night. So... I saw some uh, some things, uh, saw some encouragement here the last two games of the year, and they're looking to build on that. Gavin Cloud had four touchdowns in last week's loss to Walnut Hills, but I also saw that the Tigers were picking up positive momentum in the running game, uh, namely Reese Hatfield. He looked very impressive carrying the ball along with Natwan Webster. So I think Loveland on the right track. They have a tough Kings Knight opponent in front of them. Tonight, according to Cincinnati.com, combining Division One and Two, we have the two top ten quarterbacks through the air. Kevin Cloud is fifth in the greater Cincinnati area with 1,586 yards. On the other side, Jackson Jackson Kwasniewski, 1,529 yards. We have the fifth and sixth top quarterbacks in greater Cincinnati by yards. And also on the ground, same poll, Cincinnati.com, Division One and Two. You have Ty Stilski for Kings, second in Greater Cincinnati with 1,148 yards. So a very tough Kings opponent for Loveland tonight. And this Kings team can throw it through the air and can run it against the best of defenses. And now Kings right on the outside uh, looking in for the playoff spot there. They're fighting for that last spot to get in. And obviously going to get some, get a win and obviously win out the rest of the year and uh, start tonight against Loveland. But Loveland trying to play the spoiler tonight on the road. Senior night for Kings. Uh, what better way to do it? Kings is currently tied for third in the Eastern Cincinnati Conference at 3-2 and two with the Wolves of West Claremont. 5-3 and three overall is Kings. 12th in Division Two Region 8. So a couple of jumps the Knights have to do in the next two weeks to make the playoffs. Where Loveland 0-5 and 0-8 overall, tied for 25th in D2 Region 8. Got some good races for the playoffs in the ECC. Turpin undefeated. A two-point conversion at the last second was enough to pass the Spartans by Anderson. Turpin 5-0, Anderson 4-1, Kings and West Claremont 3-2, Walnut Hills and Withrow 2-3, Milford 1-4. And Loveland 0-5, that's how the ECC shakes out. 
before the start of week nine football here at Kings High School, Kings Stadium, right by Kings Island. Didn't realize how close the park was to the actual football stadium, but you get a nice view of the Eiffel Tower, uh, the ride that was previously known as Face Off. I think it's called The Bat. You get a nice view of uh, Kings Island from see, here. See a little bit of the Vortex as well. This is the last weekend for the Vortex that they'll ever have there, so it's kind oh, of an interesting view over here. It's kind of a shame for the Vortex, but the Knights are rushing out on the field through the Knights Tunnel, very unique Knights Tunnel. And Kings will take the field now. The Loveland Tigers waiting on the far side of the gridiron as Loveland will battle Kings tonight. Again, Kings coming off a 52-7 win at Milford where Hunter Henry had three interceptions, one for a pick six. And the Tigers coming off a 55-32 loss at home against Walnut Hills. Two road games remain for the Loveland Tigers. Tonight at Kings, and then next week at Anderson, who's fighting for a playoff spot as well. Currently eighth, the top eight get in in the state of Ohio. Eighth place in D2 Region 8 are the Redskins after falling at Turpin. That had to be a very close battle at Turpin High School. And now the Knights donning the black jerseys, red numbers, and Columbia blue, that's a shade of sky blue, on the trim, red helmets for the Knights. And a giant K on the right side of the helmets, numbers on the left. As the Knights, they won the toss and they will recede heading north. That is from right to left on your devices, however you're catching us here on ESP Media. And Loveland will be in the traveling white jerseys, orange numbers, black trim, black pants, and black helmets as Loveland battling Kings tonight. Should be a very good matchup. Very excited to be calling this one with you here on ESP Media. About ready for the starting 11 to take the field. Again, Kings will receive and move from right to left, and Loveland will defend left to right at the start of this contest. Also an interesting note, the national anthem was done by an ensemble, which normally we hear a lot of marching bands do it, but it was a choir ensemble, I believe. It was quite nice. It was very well done and very unique. The Kings band standing at the north side of the end zone as the Knights now take the field. Your kick returner is Ty Stilski. Has 17 returns off kickoffs. His longest, 95 yards for a touchdown. 479 yards on the return for Stilski. Stilski, excuse me. And kicking it away should be Logan Farnsworth of the Tigers. Again, Tigers set to kick it away from their own 40. And we're about ready for tonight's contest. The student section of Kings starting pink. Saw a Miami Vice Dwayne Wade basketball jersey in the mix. But the pink ribbon girls are here. And it's a pink out during senior night for these Kings Knights. Loveland set to kick it away here. And back to return should be Ty Stilski of the Knights. Dilski, a running back, also the punter in his junior year at KHS. And the ball is in the air. It just crosses midfield, and it's picked up in the mid zone of the Knights' returning formation, recovered around the 43-yard line, and the Knights take over in good field position to start this contest. It was Dawson McCauley who was able to grab that one at the end. And thankful, trying a little surprise there. Trying to catch him off guard, get the ball back to start the game. So we'll see the appearance of Jackson Kwasniewski, the quarterback. 1,529 yards through the air, 110 of 164, eight touchdowns, 
five rushing touchdowns for the quarterback and five interceptions. It's first and 10 with three wide receivers. It's a handoff pushing through is Max Sanella. Sanella, the second string running back, rolls his way towards midfield. He picks up about five. And he'll get to the 49 yard line of the Knights to set up second and what should be five. 22 seconds into the contest. Kings with the ball, no score. Second and 10 with a wide receiver on both sides. Spaced out farther away on the left as the Knights go on the attack. Another handoff to Sanella, and Sanella's got the first down and more. He's in Loveland territory and tangled about at the 40. He goes down, and the ball is coughed up, but he hits his knees on the artificial turf, and that moves the chains forward for the Knights. First down. It's like Keegan Glass able to trip him up. If he doesn't, he might be going in off of the races there for six. First down for Kings, our first first down of the night. And it's first and 10 for the Knights at the Loveland 40. And it's another handoff for Kings rolling again. That's Sanella and Sanella bounces his way off a tackle. I believe that was Mason Moore with the coverage. And that's another pickup of six. So right. make it second and four. Right now Kings spreading the ball on both sides. Trying to spread out the defense here and they're doing a pretty fair job of it so far. So it's second down and four at the Loveland 34 yard line. Kings needs to get past the Loveland 30 for another fresh set of downs. And this time it's Stilski with the carry and Stilski bounces from the right side of the gridiron to the left. He's past the 20, he's got the first down, he's got more and he's shoved out of bounds at the Loveland 15 yard line. 19 yard gain, he had to zigzag through traffic to get over there. That's Ty Stilski. He can hurt you on the ground, he can hurt you through the air. He's also the punter and kickoff return man. And Kings has it first and 10 at the Loveland 15. No score with 10.42 to go in our first quarter here at Kings Stadium at Kings Mills Kings. Formation is two by receivers checking in towards the right and a single back behind the back of Jackson Kwasniewski. It's another handoff and I believe that's Sanella again. Sanella, make that Stilski. Stilski rolls towards his right, picks up five on that rush. Make it second and five at the Loveland 10. Sophomore Trent Williamson on the stop for Loveland. It's second down and five and racing through Ty Stilski for the touchdown. That's his 18th rushing touchdown of the year and Kings goes on top with 10-12 to play in the first. Six nothing. Nine yard turn up. They opened up a hole there. And they can almost drive the, the inflatable night that they had that they ran out of through it there on the left side of the line. Extra point on the way by the Knights, looking to make it seven nothing. Taken by Trent Benson, who's 39 of 39 on extra points on the year. The snap, it's placed, and Benson with the right foot delivery. That's his 40th extra point on the year. And it makes it seven nothing Kings with 10-12 to play in our first quarter here on ESB Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Entrust the buying and selling of your home to Sipsy Klein's number one Loveland agent, Kelly Williams. With over 25 years of living in Tiger Nation, Kelly truly cares about the community and her clients. Call her to get the most out of your experience. You can reach Kelly at 513-348-4548. That's 513-348-4548.
First offensive possession for the Kings Knights. And Stilski runs in his 18th rushing touchdown of the year. The extra point by Benson is good, and it's 7-0 Kings as Loveland set for their first offensive possession of the night. For Kings, not a single pass play. Kept it on the ground with Sanella and Stilski mixed in. And Kings drives it from their own 40 for the 60-yard drive. Set to kick it away is Trent Benson. He's one of many seniors honored tonight and sends this into the nighttime sky into the end zone and it bounces off the K and Kings and to the band for a touchback. Loveland has the ball, their own 20 for their first offensive possession and we see the junior quarterback Calvin Cloud. Cloud fifth most passing yards in division one and two by Cincinnati.com with 1,586 yards 14 touchdowns, had four of them last week in the loss to Walnut Hills. Six interceptions, 136 of 241. It is first and 10 Tigers as the offense yet to take the field with the play clock rolling down past 20. 10-12 to go in our opening quarter. Kings 7, Loveland 0. Tigers start off with a single back. That's Reese Hatfield to the right of the quarterback, Calvin Cloud. Two receivers on both the left and right side. Cloud quickly dives it towards the left and spun on and caught with a catch of Ethan Lund, the sophomore. Coming in, 25 catches, 229 yards, and three touchdowns, second most by a wide receiver on this Loveland core. And that's a pickup of seven to make it second and three at the Loveland 28-yard line. Nice play by Austin Evans, the back end to make that tackle. Stuck it pretty, pretty quickly. Single back formation with the tight end behind the offensive line. Another pass to the left. First down, Loveland. It's Lund again. Two catches already. And he picks up about 16 yards on those two catches combined. The chains will move for the Tigers. And it's first and 10, Loveland at their own 36-yard line. Two plays and a first down. Exactly the start you want offensively. Just like Kings, they were very efficient with the ball on the ground. But Loveland's getting it done through the air. It's an empty back formation for Calvin Klaus. He watches towards his coaching staff, make that Hatfield coming in and becoming the single back. 9.21 to go in the first quarter. 7-0 Kings and 10 on the play clock. The ball is run and it's shoveled forward and the flag will come in at the Loveland 40. It looks like it's going to be on the offense. It's false start against the Tigers and now push them back five after the first down. And the Tigers will go back to the 31-yard line on first and 15. Looked like a little bit of confusion there from the offensive line. Looked like a shovel through on that. It's a five-yard loss, and Calvin Cloud will now go to an empty back formation, sending four receivers to the near side. That'd be towards Cloud's right. And it'll take the ball about five yards down the shotgun. 20 on the play clock. Cloud rolls towards his right and delivers it before Knight can touch him, and he sends that about seven yards too far out of the reach of Tyler Lake. Tyler Lake, the junior, 23 catches on the year for 466 yards. It's incomplete, and it's second down and 15 for the Tigers. Just a little too much on that one. He had Tyler Lake, and Tyler Lake had some green in front of him, too, had he caught that ball. There's also a Knight coming in as well on the right side of the Loveland offensive line, and we'll have second and 15 with Reese Hatfield, the back behind Calvin Cloud this time. 9.01 to go in the first quarter. Kings 7, Loveland 0. First offensive possession for the Tigers. 
Cloud will send this back to the right. Extra reinforcements with a tight end to the right of the line. And Cloud dives it up front. It's Lund again. Lund will get past the original line of scrimmage and then bounce out of bounds at the 40. He got past the original line of scrimmage. Lost his balance, it looked like. That is the pickup of, we'll call that eight. And it's third down and six for Loveland at their own 39. Third down in a response here. Keep your offense driving. You had, a, you had a nice start to the drive. You got a first down a couple plays here. And uh, give a touchdown the opening drive. Need a match. Two receivers on the line to the right. One in motion from left to right. That's Jackson in motion. Cloud will hold on to the ball as the whistles go off. And it's going to be offensive penalty. The flag rain at the 36-yard line. Another false start against Loveland that pushes them back behind the original line of scrimmage. And Loveland has it at their own 34-yard line, so it's third and 12 now. Yeah, and the Loveland offense here is doing a good job of moving the ball. It's just they're committing silly penalties and like false starts and, and moving them back, so that makes it a third and manageable all of a sudden a third and long. Cloud stares over towards the coaching staff, led by first-year head coach Andy Cruz. Cloud heads back towards the offensive line with 13 on the play clock at 8-12 to go in the first quarter. 7-0, Knights your score. Stilski had a rushing touchdown his 18th. To Cloud with the empty back. Four receivers to the right. He'll roll past the offensive defensive lines. Look for Lake, and it's incomplete. It went out of bounds. Lake went out of bounds with the ball, and that's going to be fourth down and 12 as the punting unit takes over for the Tigers. It's unfortunate there. I think the ball slipped out of Cloud and Cloud's hands. That just shows the kind of an arm he has because that was a very nice throw, especially given the circumstances. But fortunately, this one, third and 12, not going to be enough here to go out of bounds here and not the punt. Ethan Lund will stay on the field to take the punt. 24 punts on the year, 781 yards through the air. He's pinned defenses inside the 20 once. Lund will roll towards his right and send it with the right foot. It will bounce at the Kings' 38-yard line and swatted down at the 33. The Knights take over at their own 33, first and 10, leading the Loveland Tigers 7-0 with 7.51 to go in our opening quarter. Great crowd on hand, see lots of pink, lots of red and Columbia blue, that's the colors of the Kings. And across the way, lots of Loveland fans as well, making the short trip from Sims Township to Deerfield Township. Which before today, I don't know if I could have told you this is Deerfield Township. Yeah, it's all Kings Island area to me. <laughs> I, I knew there wasn't a Kings <laughs> Island Township, but it's first and 10 Kings at their own 33, leading 7-0, 7.51 to go in the opening quarter. A wide receiver on both sides, and it's another handoff as the Knights, that's a big hole up the middle for Stilski. Stilski taken down past midfield. That was by the captain, Zach Owens. A solid pickup there by Stilski. Just so fluid on the ground, continuing to move his legs. And that's first and 10 at the Loveland 47 yard line for Kings. And second, or first and 10 rather, another running play. And Stilski with another run. He's short of the first down by a yard. It's gonna be second down and short for the Knights. Stilski continuing to bury his head, move forward. Leading the conference in rushing yards, showing having a good start to the night tonight. Kwasniewski, the quarterback, with Stilski the back towards his right. Another handoff for the running back. He cut up the middle. He's pushed back a little bit, but for progress, we'll give him the first down. The ball will be spotted at the 
Loveland 38 yard line, first and 10 Kings. 7-10 to go in our first quarter here at King Stadium. Knights lead 7-0. The Knights ran in for Stilski's 18th rushing touchdown. Kings now with 27 on the year as a team. And first and 10, this time to Sinella. Sinella running up. And he'll be swarmed around the Loveland 26-yard line. Short of the first down, but a solid pickup of nine. And the Kings have it. Second, and we'll call that two. Last week it was Max Sinella leading the way on the ground. 130 yards rushing on 21 carries. Sinella into this match. 311 yards on 68 carries and three rushing touchdowns for the Knights. Single back again. Kwasniewski with a handoff. And it's Sinella again. He's past the down marker. He's past the 25. And then he's run into a scrum of Tigers and Knights. A couple shoves late after the whistle. But again, Kings moves the ball with ease and the chains for a first down at the Loveland 25 now, first and 10. Seven nothing Knights, 6.22 and rolling to go in our first quarter. Single back formation, two receivers on the near side. That would be Kings left. Back to the right of Kwasniewski, another run. I believe that's Sanella doing the charge. He'll be dropped at the 19 of Loveland, a pickup of six and it's second and four. Kings Knights team wasting little time on the ground. The quick and effective as we have a late sub in for the Knights. That's Jack McHugh. He's a wide receiver leading the Kings Knights squad with 519 yards through the air. Five touchdowns on 32 catches. Second down and four with 10 on the play clock for Kings at the Loveland 19. And it's Stilski again, a sharp cut towards the left. He's got the first down and he's swarmed around the 12. And the chains will move once more for the home Kings Knights. Another rushing first down for Kings. Well, so far from Sonella and Stilski, you've seen good agility. They have quick cuts on their feet and it's been really helping out a lot to change field and get yardage. First and 10 now at the Loveland 13 yard line. Leading Loveland, 7-0, 5-11 to go in our opening quarter here. Nice chill night here. Very cloudy day, but no rain. That's the important thing. So we're able to play football. Kwasniewski with a handoff, and the running back rolls towards his left. It's Stilski again, and Stilski runs it in for the 12-yard score. Stilski with his 19th rushing touchdown of the year gives Kings a 13-0 advantage. Gilski keeping on, keeping on tonight. That's what he's been doing all year long. And again, just nice footwork to escape all the tacklers. Although, it's like this one might be coming back here for a penalty. It's offensive holding against Kings, and they'll push the Knights back. What looked like it was going to be a Stilski touchdown for the second time tonight. It is an offensive penalty against Kings, and they'll put him back around the Loveland 20. That's where the ball is spotted with 22 on the play clock and 4.50 to go in our first quarter. Kings 7, Loveland 0. Second offensive possession for the Knights. Single back, man in motion from left to right. Kwasniewski set to receive the ball. And will hand it to Sanella. Sanella with a sharp left curve. And he's passed to 10. He swarmed down. Zach Owens has the initial stop. And I believe Mason Moore finishes him off. 
And that will put Kings back past their original line of scrimmage. They need to get past the Loveland three for a fresh set of downs and make it second and seven at the Loveland 10. Nice play here in first down to get a big chunk of yardage back. Second down and seven. Another running play for the Knights this time. It's Anella rolling towards his left and he's shorted the goal line by about a yard or two. That will give Kings another set of first downs and it'll be first and goal for the Knights inside their two. 3.47 and rolling to go in our first quarter as Kings looks to strike again, up seven nothing. Goal line formation, another handoff, it's still Ski and that time he runs in for his 19th touchdown of the year. Touchdown Knights, it's 13-0 Kings with 3.37 to go in the first, and Benson, Trent Benson, back on the field for an extra point attempt. And for Benson here, he's gone 40 of 40 on the on the season extra points here, attempted for his 41st consecutive to start the year. That's simply unheard of in high school sports. That's being dependable with your leg in the sport of football. Benson lines up. 40 for 40 on the year. The snap is coming in with 17 seconds on the play clock. The place and the right foot by Benson. It's through the uprights. Benson now 41 of 41 for the year. And Kings leads Loveland 14 nothing with 3.37 to go in the first quarter on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. Abco Pavement Services LLC has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. Kings 14, Loveland 0, 3.37 to go in our first quarter. I'm Lee W. Mowen, and they are Kyle Howard and Brock Faulkner as the Knights have ran two touchdowns in. Stilski with his 18th and 19th on the year, and Kings leads 14-0. Benson set to kick it away as Loveland prepares for the second offensive possession, which they got it done for a couple first downs, but then a couple false starts pushed them back. And another touchback by Benson. And Loveland starts at their own 20, first and 10. Looking at the kicking stats for Benson. Like I mentioned, now 41 of 41 with extra points, seven and eight field goal wise. And the Tigers set to take the field once again. Two touchbacks by the leg of Benson and two extra points, 14 nothing Kings. And Calvin Cloud leads the Tigers back on the field. It's a single back formation this time it's Natuan Webster the back that first drive it was primarily Reese Hatfield two receivers on both sides for the Tigers of their own 20 it's first and 10 as Kings leads 14 nothing and we'll have another whistle and it looks like it's going to be false start so it's thrown at the Loveland 15 yard line actually it's not a false start that's going to push them back a couple yards Third penalty against Loveland tonight. And it's going to be first and 15 now for the Tigers, trailing 
Kings 14-0, 3.35 to go in our first quarter at Kings Stadium. Cloud with a single back, again, same formation, and guns it towards the left, and it's picked off by Kings. And the pickoff returner from the 30 to the 20 and runs it into the end zone. Flag on the play. And the ball is thrown high to the nighttime sky, and we have three more flags flying, one in the Kings end zone. I believe one of them has to be for that throw of the ball after scoring. It That's also looked like there was a block in the back on the way uh, to the end zone. Um, I think that might have been the first flag that was thrown. It's Micah Belfram who comes up with the interception and takes it back, but the penalty is going to negate the touchdown, but still will be a turnover. So first play, Loveland with an interception for Calvin Cloud. That's his seventh on the year, and Kings will get the ball in a very nice field position. Leading 14-0 against Loveland, 3.26 to go in our first quarter. It was a great job by the Kings defender, too, to kind of just read Calvin Cloud and uh, spot the open receiver down the middle and just jump in front of him there and pick that off in stride. Looked like that pass would have been a little short by the receiver by about a yard or so. But an interception by the Knights. And still the refs are picking up all the flags thrown. After the touchdown was ran in, there was at least three more. I believe the referees are now walking from the 10 of Loveland. Defense checks in now for the Tigers. And back out there go the Knights. Jackson Kwasniewski back out there. No pass attempted yet. The Knights have been able to put effective running pressure against Loveland. It'll be first and 10, Kings. The marker spotted at the Loveland 30. And the ref is walking the ball back. And now he'll signal the infraction against Kings. And the ball will be laid to rest at the Loveland 26-yard line. First and 10, Knights. So no interception for a pick six. But the Knights do get the ball back off the interception for a first and ten. Kwasniewski with two receivers checking in on the left and the back towards the right. It's another handoff and cutting his way through. That's Stilski again. Stilski pulled down around the Loveland five. It's possibly Reese Hatfield out there. But a fresh set of downs for Kings. And they have it first and goal at the Loveland five now. Up 14-0, 319 to go in the first quarter. Three receivers to the left, another handoff, and Stilski bumps his way in. Another rushing touchdown turned in by Kings. And the lead is now 20-0 Knights with 3.10 to play in the first. Stilski just playing fearless right now, to be honest with you, just bearing forward and pushing forward, and he's got touchdown number 20 on the year for him. Third on the night for Stilski with 3.10 to go in the first. Quite impressive, almost like butter with the motion. As Benson comes out, two for two on the nine, the extra points to make it 21-0. Benson awaits the snap with 13 on the play clock. It's snapped, and Benson with the right foot. It's through the uprights. Benson three for three on the night, and it's 21-0 Kings with 3.10 to go in the first here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Creating beautiful smiles every day, that is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. 
These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. Fourteen points in twenty-seven seconds for the Kings Knights as they now lead Loveland twenty-one nothing with three ten to play in our opening quarter here. It's a pink out night for the student section here at KHS along with senior night as well. Kings five and three on the year, three and two in ECC play. Loveland zero and eight and zero and five in conference play. So Tigers now trail by three scores and Benson sending away his last two kicks. Well. They went in the end zone. One bounced off the K and one bounced towards the band. A powerful kicking leg by Trent Benson. So he goes for the ball. And this one towards the nighttime sky. And Tyler Lake's just going to let it bounce on the K once again. That's a touchback. Third touchback for the Kings kicker. And it's going to be first and 10 at the Loveland 20 for the Tigers. Now trailing 21 to nothing. Again, Kyle Howard pointing out 14 points in 27 seconds for the Kings Knights. Yeah, it's been a, obviously the interception led to that. Uh, it would have been probably less than that if they had to return the, the touchdown stand on the interception, but good defensive stand there by the uh, by the Kings defense here after getting a touchdown right before that. The first drive for Kevin Cloud. It started to go smoothly, but then two false starts kind of anchored that down. That's a completed catch. Around the 25, Tyler Lake with the catch and then quickly knocked down from the sky. A pickup of five, and it'll be second. Actually, they're going to mark him at the 24, so it's a pickup of four for second and six. 2.52 and rolling to go in the first quarter. Kings 21, Loveland zero. A score update, a shocker for second place Anderson in the ECC. They're trailing at Walnut Hills 21 to seven. It's a play up the middle. I think the ball was lost on a fumble. However, the stripes will come in, and it looks like it'll stay with the Tigers. It's a gang of two on that fumble, and it'll make it third down and four at the Tigers before the Tigers 26. On the Anderson note, you're talking about a second ago, they're the eighth seed right now in uh, Division Two. so if they were to fall tonight, they're going to, have a hard climb. So obviously they play level next week. It'll be a hard climb to get back in the top eight. Webster from the right to the left of Calvin Cloud on third down and four. Two minutes to play in the first quarter. 21-0 Kings. And the ball is bouncing loose at the 22 of Loveland. I think the Tigers do recover, but that time that's a loss of about five. And it's going to send the punting unit back out for Loveland. Yeah, interesting formation there, too. They just had the center and two guards. They didn't have any tackles. They actually spreaded them out wide with the wide receivers to try to get some lead blockers out there. And I stand corrected. The punting unit's not there. The punting unit comes out. The Tigers were standing on the field. Ethan Lund will stay there with 10 on the play clock. And the refs, refs shake their hands. It'll be fourth down and five. And Loveland will go in the punt for the second time tonight with the services of Ethan Lund. 124 to go in our first quarter, 21-0 Knights. Three rushing touchdowns for the host Kings. 
Lund rolls towards his right for the punt. It will spin past the K and drop around the Kings 39 and then cross out of bounds around the 36 of the Knights. And that's where Kings takes over on first and 10. So far for Kings, the running game is the name of the game. Three rushing touchdowns by Ty Stilski. Quite fluid on the field, along with Max Sanella. Sanella, no rushing touchdowns, but still picking up positive yardage. And Kings is just running the ball all night so far. 114 remains in the first quarter. Yeah, I was going to say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, so I'm expecting them to stick to that. First and 10 Knights at their own 35-yard line. And we'll have flags fly in. I think that's going to be offside against, no, they're going to say false start against the Knights. And then the other referee, no, it is ruled false start against Kings. There are two referees pointing in each direction. It's a false offensive start. There we go. Just getting the steps in for the day. Ball now at the Kings 30-yard line for first and 15. 114 to go in our opening quarter. Kings have scored 21 points to start the game. First pass of the night, it's to McHugh on the left, and he's at the 40, and he's pushed out of bounds around there. It's a pickup of 10, and it's second and five for Kings at their own 40. Last minute of our first quarter. First pass by Kwasniewski, it's complete to McHugh. And Kwasniewski again going skyborne. He'll drop it low. And I think that's, nope, it is incomplete. The backside referee had the better view and said it touched the turf. Incomplete. Makes it third and five. It's Kwasniewski now one of two on the pass. Third down situation here on the year. Offensively, Kings 37 of 81. That's just over 45%. It's third down and five. Single back formation. Two receivers on both sides. The man in motion from right to left. Wozneski gets the ball, and it's a handoff to Stilski. Stilski will chug his way. He'll be short of the first down by about a yard and a half as he's knocked down around the Kings' 44-yard line, and it's fourth down and one. Kind of expect them to go for it here. The way the, the rhythm's been going, it looks like they're going to. They're, they've really been a stride all night so far. Why not go for it? McHugh in the middle on the right on fourth and short, and I think Loveland jumped. That's what they're trying to do there is trying offside. They got the hard count, and it worked. That's going to push Loveland back five yards on the defense, and Kings will pick up the first down via penalty. The first non-rushing first down by the Knights tonight with 19.4 seconds to go in the first, and the clock resumes, 21-0 Kings, and the ball resting just south of the Knights' K. Actually, that beat towards the west if you want to pick hairs. Ten seconds left. The Knights will head to the line. Possibly get one more play out of this first quarter. Two seconds left. Handoff to Wisniewski, who looks in the air. Looks down the middle. There goes the horn, and he is sacked. And the ball is loose at the Kings 40. I think the Knight jumped on top of it, and it will remain with Kings, but that puts a little bit of a sour taste in the quarterback's mouth on that sack. That's a loss of, we'll call that eight. And second along for Kings, as we've hit the end of the first quarter, the Knights 21 and the Loveland Tigers 0 on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. 
With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. Kings 21, Loveland 0 at the start of the second quarter here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Lee W. Mowen, and they are Kyle Howard and Brock Faulkner, our engineer. And it's second and long for Kings, and it's complete at the 40 and past the 50. The reception continues to roll. That's a fresh set of downs, and that's caught by Ty Stilski. I mentioned Stilski, a big threat on the ground, but he can also hurt you through the air. Al Stilski... Third on the team by yards, 24 catches, 304 yards, no touchdowns. And that big loss turns out to be a big gain for Kings. Great way to take that loss and to turn some positive. Sonella with the handle. He's past the 30 of Loveland, past the 20 now, fresh set of downs, and then controlled out of bounds around the Loveland 15. Another fresh set of downs for Kings. Now at the Loveland 15, 21-0 Kings, 11.36 to go in our first half. I believe that's Stilski back out there for Kings. To the left of the quarterback, Jackson Kwasniewski. It's a handoff for Stilski, lots of room past the 10, past the 5, one Tiger down. Fourth rushing touchdown for Stilski. Four for Stilski, he's got 21 the year, and Kings now leads 27-0. Stilski, man, he's rolling tonight, showing why he leads the conference in rushing yards. Not just Stilski, but Sanella as well. They're rolling on the ground. Yeah, and for Stilski there, he just looks, he's got such a calm demeanor when he runs, and he stays balanced, and, I mean, he just bounces off of defenders. And I mean, He's not an overly big guy, but he plays a lot bigger than he really is. Benson out there for the extra point, three for three on the night, making it four for four. As a snap on the way with 19 on the play clock. The kick from Benson's right foot. And it goes between the uprights. Nice and easy. Extra point good. 28-0 Kings. 11-21 to go in our second quarter here on ESP Media. Powered by Sidearm Sports. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Stilski, his fourth rushing touchdown tonight, puts Kings up 28-0 with 11-21 to go in the second quarter. As of late, Kings has been putting a little passing game mix in there, but Stilski has put 
all but four points on the board. Benson's put the other four on, and the Knights are rolling early on this contest. Benson set to kick it away for Kings as Loveland now goes from the right to the left. And Kings left to right in our second quarter here at the Castle, Kings Stadium. Beautiful facility, beautiful press box. That's where we're at tonight. And a great turnout of fans here in Kings Mills, Ohio. Right around the one, it's recovered by Jackson. And he swarmed. I think they were doing a little trickery there behind. And Kings will snuff it out and make the stop at the Tigers' six. What was happening there on the return right around the one, the Tigers started to blob up, if you will, and I think the ball was shuffled along, and then they try to cut left, but Kings was right there on top of it, and they make the stop. And Loveland has it for the first time tonight, not at their own 20, but at their own eight-yard line, first and 10. It was pretty... Pretty interesting play there. I mean, I've, I've seen a couple of reverses off the kickoff, but I've never seen a play like that before. It's almost like they hit him. Uh, yeah, they just huddled up. As if he was taking a, like a, yeah, more like, like they're on the line of scrimmage, he was taking a handoff. Antoine hey, Webster, the lone back to the left of Cloud, already with eight seconds on the play clock. Cloud gets the ball to Webster, who's quickly hit at the five. Great job by King's defense there. Quickly swarm up the middle and stop Webster at the five. And that's going to be a loss. A three. TJ Simonson in there to make the tackle. He's also one of the plentiful seniors honored tonight. A huge line of seniors honored for fall sports here at Kings High School. Empty back for Cloud. He's got Webster in motion from right to left, and Cloud looks in the end zone towards the right, and it's caught by Lake, and Lake will make his way about the eight-yard line. That's close to the original line of scrimmage. It's third down and long. Nice catch there by Tyler Lake. This is a dangerous throw, nearly intercepted by Austin Evans, who stepped in front of it. And if he had, he'd been walking right into the end zone. Third down and 11, say the markers, with 10-10 to go in our first half. Kings 28, Loveland 0. Cloud will have his back, Natuan Webster towards his right with 10 on the play clock, three receivers to the left and one on the far side. Cloud looks to the far side and it's caught. It's caught by Lake and he's got the first down and pushed out of bounds, spun out of bounds at the 20 yard line. Tyler Lake using his height there, caught the ball at the highest point, kept his feet in bounds, stepped out of bounds. Tigers with their first first down since their first drive. 9.47 and rolling to go in this first half. And Webster with the handoff. He is swarmed right around the Kings 13. That's two running plays in this drive. And Kings has been able to sniff it out with a running defense. And who else? Austin Evans in there again. They'll put the Tigers back at their own 16 on second down. And a minute on 7.41 trying to cross the bridge. That would be second and long in uh, traffic terms. 9.20 to go in our first half. 28-0 Kings, your score. Two receivers on both sides. Single back to the right of Cloud in the shotgun. To Cloud now. He looks towards his right. The pocket quickly collapsing. And I think Kings has an interception. I thought Cloud spun it down with the spike. But it's caught by Kings. Interception. And the Knights have it at their own 15-yard, or make it Loveland's 15-yard line. And it's first and 10 nights after their second interception recovery. Well, that's really an area that they've struggled this year, believe it or not, for Kings. They, they're plus four for the, or plus three for the year, excuse me, coming into the night, now plus five, but they're plus four 
last week. So the plus six in the past two games. Before that, they were negative in that category. Just had a last uh, defense really stepping up the last two weeks. That pocket just collapsed around Calvin Cloud. You just see these dark. I said black earlier, but they almost look like a charcoal gray from up here. But they're just swarming Cloud, and an interception recovery for Kings. It's first and ten with nine on the play clock. Wasneski, a nice fake towards the left, and quickly sniffed out by the Tigers. That's a pickup of two. Although the Tigers do manage to get the receiver pushed back towards Loveland's 20. That's forward progress. That's a pickup. I'm going to say two that time. And it's caught by the Knights. Ben Solvich, I think I heard through the PA speakers. Possibly Jack McHugh, rather. But it's now second and nine now for Kings. As Kwasniewski set up, he's flushed and he is swarmed. Taken down forward by Ben Morrison. But that's a race up the middle, avoiding Morrison's grasp. Kwasniewski with a... That's going to be marked as a one-yard pickup. Not sure how Jackson Kwasniewski was able to hold on to that ball. He was going to get stripped of the football. Eight minutes to go in our second quarter. 28-0 Kings on third and nine. Wozneski with the handoff. It's Stilski with the stiff arm bouncing past the 10. He's got an open hole and his fifth rushing touchdown tonight. Touchdown, Kings. And it's 34-0 Knights, your score. Stilski has run wild tonight. Yeah, you know, they knew it was going to be a tough task tonight stopping him, but there's really been no answer tonight. He's, he's really running at will tonight so far. 34-0, your score favoring the Knights at home. And actually, wait a minute, that might not be five. I think the Knights are going to be pushed back a little bit. I did not see the flag. Going to be holding the call on Kings. So a big break for Loveland there. and Now let's see if they can contain him here on this next play. Now it's third down and seven. Another handoff for Stilski. A bigger hole up the middle. And there's his fifth rushing touchdown. Ty Stilski, fifth rushing touchdown, and now Stilski has run wild. 34-0 Kings. It's again, when we just go back to this, there's no answer for the guy. He, he said they gave his other touchdown with the penalty, and he runs the next one in. It's just, just a barrel to take down. He's got so much power and so quick. That second attempt, Stilski had a bigger hole to go through as well as Benson looking to go five for five tonight on the extra points. The snap, we're waiting on it. There it goes on the 10, and Benson with the right foot delivery. He is five of five, and it's 35-0 Kings with 7.35 to go in our second quarter on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know, Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. Time.
Ty Stilski now with 22 rushing touchdowns. Nearing halftime here, 7.35 to go in the second quarter. It's the Knights 35 and the Loveland Tigers zero. Can't say enough about the Kings running game tonight. Spenson set to kick it away. A couple touchbacks for the kicker. Six foot one, 190. Still perfect with the extra points. He's five of five for the night. Now 44 and 44 in the season. That's a very nice stat. Spenson set to kick it away from his own 40. The Tigers set to return it. Lake on the far side of the field. And it's bouncing that way and picked up right at the goal line by Lake. He'll take it out past the 10, past the 15. He's got some room. He's got a big hole up the middle. He's past the 30 and taken down at his own 36-yard line. Great return for Lake. Picked it up on the catch right at the goal line, but was able to generate a nice return. And that puts Loveland in nice field position on first and 10 with 7.25 to go in our first half. Kings 35, Loveland zero. Now remember, Kings is up by 30 or more, 35 to be precise, but the rolling clock doesn't start until half number two. So Loveland having a chance to negate that, so it wouldn't start in the second half here. And uh, this nice run here by Lake just sets them up in field position to do that now they're on 36, first and 10. Loveland has two first downs via the air. And Cloud's got a single back formation with two receivers checking in on the left on first and 10 at their own 35. Fake to Webster. Cloud rolls towards his left and airs it out. And he does not have it in the arms of Luca Aquilino. Yes, the backup quarterback checking in as a wide receiver. It bobbles in front of him, incomplete. Now make it second and 10 at the Loveland 36. It's kind of cool to see what Andy Cruz does with those two guys. They, they do interchangeably, uh, for, interchangeable formations. Sometimes you'll see... Uh, Calvin Cloud lineup line, and Ocalino back to drop throw, back and throw there. So, seen it both ways. I think it was that Milford game at home where Aquilino found Cloud for a touchdown, and also that two-point conversion. It was not converted, but the Tigers are very unique on that playbook. That's to Webster, and I think Webster does not make the catch. He never had full control of it as he went down with it. It's incomplete again, and it's third down and ten. Loveland at their own 36. 7.13 to go in our second quarter. Kings 35, Loveland 0 here at Kings Stadium. Empty back this time as Webster checks in as one of four receivers on the near side. That is Loveland's left on third and 10. Empty back for Cloud. He's past his own 30, and he airs this one out to Lake, and it bobbles. It hits the turf, so it's not an interception. That's incomplete. Three incomplete passes on the drive. It's a three and out for the Tigers as the punting unit returns to action. Fourth and 10, Loveland. As I believe that's Ethan Lund back to punt. So you're seeing a real complete game here by King so far. Offensively been able to move the ball really well and defensively creating a couple turnovers. And really not giving Loveland a whole lot to work with offensively. They're not giving a whole lot of running room and they're playing pretty good coverage. And you mentioned the other side of the ball, Kings. Just so efficient with running the ball. And we'll have a couple of whistles down there. Possibly a timeout. We'll take it with the teams here. 7.04 to go in our second quarter as Loveland trails Kings 35-0 on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Entrust the buying and selling of your home to Sipsy Klein's number one Loveland agent, 
Kelly Williams. With over 25 years of living in Tiger Nation, Kelly truly cares about the community and her clients. Call her to get the most out of your experience. You can reach Kelly at 513-348-4548. That's 513-348-4548. Before the punt, that was a timeout for Loveland. The other games in the ECC, Turpin's at with throw. Anderson at Walnut Hills, which is still 21-7 Eagles at the moment. And this punt will bounce right behind the Kings 30 and make its last bounce right there. And it's first and 10 Knights at their own 30. Your other game is West Claremont at Milford. That's a pretty close battle, battle of 275. West Claremont towards the Eastgate Mall side. And Milford, now closer to U.S. Route 50, but you and, get uh, the whole sentiment. And that one, uh, Milford actually struggling early on, down 20 to 3 in that one as well. So it's a lot of kind of, some kind of surprise upsets tonight in the ECC. I'd be interested to see the Turpin at Withrow score, as Withrow has had a couple big wins at home, especially that 20 to 14 win against the Eagles at WHS at Angus King Stadium. It's first and 10 Kings as they have scored five rushing touchdowns tonight. And this time Wozneski will throw it in the air and dart it towards the right. McHugh with the catch and he will get to the 40 and that will move the chains. That stop made by Ethan Freeland, the freshman. But that is McHugh with 10 yards. Again, 519 yards before today's game. And it's first and 10 Kings now at their own 40. So now the passing game starting to catch up. Wozneski again taking the air, and McHugh once again, he'll push his defender down, and he's past midfield, and then knocked out of bounds at the 49 of Loveland as a flag comes in. That might be a late hit on the Tigers. Man, McHugh's <laughs> he's making a list, and he's checking it twice. He's throwing some guys around out there. <laughs> i never seen a sidearm go straight forward of a receiver until now. At least I can't recall any time. It's going to be a face mask against Loveland. So McHugh just picked up 21 yards on two completions, and that will put the Knights even deeper into Tiger territory. 6.33 to go in our first half as Kings leads 35-0 against the Loveland Tigers. And the ball will be spotted at the Loveland 34 for first and 10 Knights. Three receivers on the far side of Kings. Wozneski again, quick to McHugh. He's got some running room. He's past the 30, 20, 10, and into the end zone. McHugh with the touchdown. You can give McHugh his sixth receiving touchdown on the year, a 34-yard blast, and it's now 41 to nothing, Kings. First touchdown of the night here by Kings. It's not Stilski. Five straight touchdowns by Stilski, and now McHugh with the receiving touchdown, 34 yards for the senior wide receiver and defensive back is Benson looking to go six of six. The Kings now increase their lead by six points more. Benson looking to make it seven here. It's planted and Benson with the right foot. It's good. 42-0 Knights with 6.24 to go in our first half here on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. 
We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. now leads 42 to nothing over Loveland with 624 to go in the second quarter here while we have this brief moment we want to thank the Kings athletic department for giving us this room in the press box a very nice press box a long climb up here but great facility lots of beautiful fall colors outside towards the homes of Deerfield Township and Kings Mills Ohio always like it when we're inside yeah, they traded us very well here, gave us some uh, good information this week. We uh, always appreciate when uh, opposing teams give us the information. When it's challenging out there getting information sometimes, but it's, uh, it's nice when they always help us out. We always appreciate the athletic departments. That one's bobbled off the hands of Lake, but he picks it up at the Loveland 10 and trying to slice his way through. He's staying on his feet and then finally knocked down around the Loveland 16. It's first and 10. That's not to say, you know, we don't like being outside. We appreciate all the athletic Absolutely. departments. But here tonight, we're inside the castle. That's what I'm going to call it, the castle of King Stadium. Well, it's like a drawbridge when you come in, so that works. Yeah, I guess so. But it's first and 10 Loveland at their own 16 as Calvin Cloud returns to action. And he'll start off with four receivers to the left. That's on the near side and one on the far side. Cloud looks towards his left and gets the ball at his own 10. He finds Webster, and it's incomplete it went in and out of the hands of Webster and it's second and ten for Calvin Cloud and company six ten to go in our second quarter here it's 42 nothing Kings your score week nine of Ohio high school football couple big surprising scores Wada Hills leaning home against Anderson and West Claremont leading at Milford also have Turpin at Withrow. Turpin first in Division II Region 8. Anderson eighth in the same. Kings 12th, meaning they need a little help and just two more wins. And it's complete to Luca Aquilino, and he'll pick up a gain of 16 on that completion. That moves the chains for the Tigers, and it's first and 10 Loveland at their own 32-yard line. Feel nice, gentle breeze blowing through the press box here. Not too hot, not too cold today. No sun, though. To Reese Hatfield, he makes the vertical catch and then speeds ahead. He's short of the 40-yard line. It's a pickup of six for second and four. Ball spotted 38 of the Tigers. 5.42 and rolling to go in our second quarter as Kings leads 42 to nothing. Empty back for Cloud. Four receivers again on the left. And Cloud goes down. He's sacked around the Loveland 27-yard line. The Kings just blitzed right through. And that's a huge loss for the Loveland offense. And it's now third and a Warren County mile to go. You know, you see the score 42-0 the way it is right now. You can see the Kings defense just taking a step back. They're not. They're coming full force still. They're trying to make plays still. Stilski with 
five rushing touchdowns. McHugh with a receiving touchdown for the Knights. It's third and 14 officially for Loveland at their own 28-yard line as the Tigers trail 42 to nothing, 452 and rolling to go in this first half. You hear the Kings marching band starting to warm up. Cloud with the empty back, rolling towards his right, avoiding one tackle, and he'll throw it away as he was pursued by another Knight on the far side of the flank. And I'll make it fourth and 14 with the punting unit returning to action. Devin Squires there in the pressure. Knocks him down to the ground as he throws the ball. Like Kyle's mentioned, Kings is just playing well on both sides of the ball. Offensively, five rushing touchdowns, one through the air. As, by the way, that's Kwasniewski's ninth touchdown through the air for McHugh's sixth. And Ethan Lund set to receive the ball to punt it away. This time a run up the middle by Lund. He'll get it past midfield, off the Kings 42, continuing to bounce Loveland's way, rolling past the 30, and stopping right around the 28-yard line. Nice punt by Ethan Lund, and that will give Kings the ball at their own 32-yard line. First and 10 nights, 4.25 to go in our second quarter as Kings leads 42-0. See Kings doing what they do best, just keep the ball on the ground, although they can sit back there and throw the ball. They've shown that tonight, too. So to lead the way it is, they kind of expect them just to ground and pound here. It took the Knights a couple of offensive possessions to start attacking through the air, but Kwasniewski, so far so good. He'll go towards his right. It's caught by Gabe Hunt, and Hunt still on his feet. Looked like he was wrapped up at around the Kings 35. He'll avoid that trap and go about two yards more. That's a pickup of seven by Gabe Hunt. He's a junior wide receiver and defensive back for Kings. And it's second down and three at the Knights, 36. Single back for Kwasniewski, looking towards his left and sending one through the air, but three yards in front of his intended target, it's incomplete. I think that's Gabe Hunt again. That was Hunt, and he slipped to the coverage. He's off to the races. If he gets that ball, it's about three to five yards out in front of him. But he had nobody in front of him to stop him. Now third down and two. Expect the Knights to go on a running play here to get the first down. And this time it's a handoff, and that's the first down. Through the hole, past midfield, past the Loveland, 40 and 30. And that is Max Sanella picking up a huge chunk of yards and setting up camp inside the Loveland 30. Max Tanella's done a good job of getting them down the field tonight, and then it's just been uh, Stilski just been able to pound it in and get the touchdowns. Stilski with five rushing touchdowns, but Sanella, I'd like to see the official stats on him. He's got to be pretty close with Stilski's stats. It's first and 10, and Kwasniewski drops back around the 36 to McHugh. McHugh, another receiving touchdown, and the Knights now lead 48 to nothing. Both touchdowns to McHugh tonight, 30-plus yards. Although there is a flag here in the play. That's the public address announcer catching that. And it's at the Loveland 36. I think the Knights are going to have to come back a little bit. So McHugh's second receiving touchdown wiped off the board. And the Knights now have a first 
Referee's marking off quite a bit of yardage. That's back at the Loveland 46. It's first down and a long mile, a long Cincinnati mile. 19 to play clock and it's handed off. I believe that's Sanella. Sanella will get swarmed by two Tigers at the Loveland 34. That's about four yards away from the original line of scrimmage, but that was first and 26. And now it's about second and 14 with 2.53 to go in our second quarter. Kings up 42-0. Nice chunk of yardage there, first down. Two receivers on the far side for Kings. One checking in and in motion from right to left. And this time it's a handoff for McHugh. McHugh's off to the races. He's past the original line of scrimmage. Escapes another tackle. He's got the first down. He's past the 15, past the 10, past the five, and into the end zone. McHugh with his second touchdown tonight, but it's not through the air. That is a running touchdown for McHugh. And the Knights now go up 48 to nothing. So now both touchdowns for McHugh, both of 34 yards, just one on the ground, but he had to do a lot more work for this one, I believe. He had to cut across the field and wait for a pickup block to cross the field to come to go into the end zone on the near side. He bounced towards his left and then had one Tiger in front of him, shook him off, and then curved sharply to the right and then went in the end zone as Benson looking to go seven for seven with the extra points tonight. Benson awaits. It's placed and the snap and it's up and that's through the uprights and Kings now leads 49 to nothing with 2.29 to go in our first half here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. The Knights of Kings, 49, the Tigers of Loveland, zero. As McHugh records his second touchdown tonight, this one on the ground. McHugh, one receiving touchdown, one rushing touchdown. Stilski, five rushing touchdowns tonight as the Kings Knights are up big just before the halftime break. Benson set to kick it off. He's seven for seven on the contest. Extra points came in 39 to 39. Benson set with the right foot, send off. And it spirals around the five, picked up at the four by Lake. And here comes Tyler Lake, cutting towards his left. He's past the 20, actually. He is tackled shy of the 20 by three Knights. I believe that's Micah Belfram, the senior defensive back with the first stop. But Loveland has it at their own 19-yard line for first and 10, but 2.20 to go in our first half. Here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports, I'm Lee W. Mowen, and they are Kyle Howard and our engineer, Brock Faulkner. Week nine of Ohio High School football. At the halftime break, you can hear our latest episode, the Angry Quarterbacks podcast. And then after the break, we'll give you the halftime scores around the ECC and some other Cincinnati scores as well. 
I tell you, the few ECC scores that I've heard and one from where we're from, can't wait to see some of these week nine scores at the half. Empty back and we'll have a flag thrown at the Tigers 39 yard line. And I believe that's a delay of game and a loss of five. And the Tigers now have first and 15. Cloud with the single back. I believe that's Webster again towards his left. Cloud drops back towards his five and arcs one Webster. It bobbles off his right arm and incomplete. Second and 15 now for the Tigers with 2.15 to go in our second quarter. Kings 49, Loveland zero. Loveland just trying to get something going here to get some momentum going to the second half here. It's been all Kings offensively and defensively so far this half. But they do have two minutes and 15 seconds to change that and get some momentum here. Loveland's had a couple of nice passes for first downs. Turpin 24 with throw zero in the second quarter. Thank you to Brock for finding that one. Airing it out, and that's caught by Lund around the 27, and he'll push his way forward for a fresh set of downs, and the chains go moving for Loveland. As the Tigers now set up at their own 32, Ethan Lund with the completion for Calvin Cloud. 2.05 to go in our second quarter as Loveland with the ball, trailing Kings 49-0. Lund checks out in his place goes Weston Mansky. He'll check in on the right side where Loveland has four receivers waiting and one on the near side. That's Calvin Cloud's left. Empty back once again. Cloud shuffles towards his right. He's got a knight. He crashes into an offensive lineman. Cloud still on his feet, but then finished off. Michael Cassio, I believe, had the finishing touch for Every, Kings. Everyone covered in the back. He had nowhere to throw. He had to keep escaping sacks. He had finally got hit the third time. He evaded two sacks prior to that. That is second down, and that's close to 20. It's third down and second down and 20 precisely. Scoreboard says third down and 20. Well, the offensive line, you give the sack on the offensive line, but they had to block for a while there. He had to, he had to scramble out, and when you do that, it's hard to hold a defensive line that long. We're heading to the last minute of this first half, 103 to go precisely in the second quarter. Webster's the back to the right of Cloud, three on the right as Cloud looks that way, then quickly to the left. And he throws it past the incoming defensive line crashing in. It's incomplete, and it's now fourth down and 20. And the punting unit has to return again for Loveland. That time, a big sack. The loss of momentum for Loveland's offense. You got to give Calvin Cloud a lot of cred staying on his feet. He avoided a couple kings coming at him. And a timeout taken by Loveland with 54.1 seconds to go. In our second quarter, we'll take it with him here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Entrust the buying and selling of your home to Sipsy Klein's number one Loveland agent, Kelly Williams. With over 25 years of living in Tiger Nation, Kelly truly cares about the community and her clients. Call her to get the most out of your experience. You can reach Kelly at 513-348-4548. That's 513-348-4548. King 
Kings 49, Loveland 0 coming off the second Tigers timeout of the half with 54.1 seconds to go in our second quarter. Here's a high snap and Lund gets a lot of vertical air, not much going as it will bounce past midfield and sworn by Kings, the flag will come in. I don't think it hit off any Loveland Tiger. Sworn by Kings and it should be 45 but there is a flag to deal with. 44 seconds left in the second quarter as the Knights offense prepares to take the field again. Stilski five rushing touchdowns and McHugh one receiving touchdown, one rushing touchdown. So the ball bounced right at the K midfield and then went midfield and the flag is gonna be waved off. So Kings will have it at their own 48 yard line for first and 10. Single back, three receivers to the left, one on the near side. It's a handoff. Leave that Sanella. Sanella shakes off a tackle. Sanella past the 40, past the 30, and pushed out of bounds around the 25. That time pushed out of bounds by Clay Wheeler. He's a sophomore for LHS. And he has the stop on Sanella. However, the chains move again for Kings. It's first and ten at their own 25-yard line. Well, I got a chance to possibly score again here before the end of the half. They're already in at the 25-yard line, they just stopped the clock, although they're gonna keep the clock running. I thought would, he did step out of bounds, they must have just got pushed out. It's first and 10 at the Loveland 25, single back again, and it's Sanella once more rolling up the middle, and he's met up with a cage of Tigers, and a late shove there. A little bit of tumble. That's a pickup of four, and that should take both teams to the locker rooms. And we're at the half here at King Stadium as the Knights lead the Loveland Tigers 49 to nothing. Here on ESP Media Powered by Sidearm Sports, we're at the half. And up next, the Angry Quarterbacks Podcast. Welcome into another edition of the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback from Reading High School, UC, and Carolina Panther fame. He is Tony Pike. Back after a week off, we gave him a bye week, and uh, he took that bye week, and you look rested, refreshed, and ready to roll, Tony. Thank you. Uh, you know, I was expecting a little bit more with, you know, now a Hall of Fame title. Yeah, it's coming here was, in a second. Yeah, yeah, you know, was, but no, I'm, I'm well rested. I feel great. I, I took time this Sunday to give back to, to Mike Brown and that organization by going to the game. Wow. Shame on you, I guess, yeah? yeah? yeah. Ho- hopefully you got some freebies. Hmm. Hopefully. I got to go to the game with Mo. Uh, okay, that's always a fun time. So it was, yeah. I'm sure that was a fun time. We enjoyed it. I'll bet you did. All right, we talk uh, college football, high school football, NFL. We randomly order them. This week we're going to start in college football. And let's start with the weekend for you, where your team, the 2009 Sugar Bowl team, yes. inducted into the UC Hall of Fame. Head coach Brian Kelly came back. Uh, you were obviously on hand because you were working the game. Um, a handful of other players came back. Uh, I'll just ask you first and foremost, I'm in a couple Hall of Fames in Northern Kentucky, and yeah, I, think yeah. I, think it's, I think it's cool, but yeah. I never really think of it. But for a weekend like that where there is something attached to it, and you get to maybe see some former teammates you haven't seen in a while, yeah. and I know there's, there was the animosity the way Brian left, and we'll touch on that here in a second. It still has to. It still had to be a fun weekend. I, I talked to Dan Hort because he went in the Hall yep. of Fame too, and uh, Dan's just giddy about it. And you know how Dan is. Dan's pretty low right. key. Um, all shucks, all you know. But I think he genuinely was so appreciative of that, and I'm sure you guys had to be too. Yeah. The what what I told people all week in in weekend. It's it was exciting because the way the 2009 season ended, 
you know, there's the Pittsburgh game, and then right from that is the circus that was the Brian right. Kelly leaving. And then you go into the circus that was the bowl game. And then after that, for a lot of those players, myself included, you have two days to figure out what agency you're going with, where you're going to do your combine training, and you're gone. And you never really had a chance to embrace that to embrace that season, to talk about that season. Everyone remembers the, the Pittsburgh game, right. but there's so many – Different points of there's like, a bobblehead that immortalizes that, by the way. Apparently, yeah, apparently, it's still floating out there. But, it but it's like you know the the bus ride back or the other games that season. Just different players talking about different moments that we never had before. Right. We had that Friday and Saturday, and that to me, you know, and and going in as a team, you know, the there was you know the the back to back NCAA championship teams in basketball were in it, but other than that, there's no other football right. team. Uh, and, and to be a part of that and, and really, you know, go in with all the guys that had a, a big major impact because that team was it was made up a lot of a local talent, but not the local talent that they're getting now because right, they're getting right. the three- and four-star yeah, guys, guys in the they're, area. They're not getting the Reading dumpster fire no, quarterback. The, no, man. they're not oh, getting oh. the one-star kid from Reading anymore with a little chip on it. Like, they're getting dudes, and, and we were kind of that, you know, that – group that carried ourselves differently and, and bought into what Brian Kelly was, was, was preaching. And that was able to take that, that team and that season to, to new heights. And it was, it was, it was great to get back with everybody. Uh, Travis Kelsey came back, right? It was yeah. a Chiefs bye week. I know a handful of other players. But, Aaron but, Webster was back. Yeah. Andre Revels oh, yeah. was back. Well, that, yeah. So, but, but there, uh, were guys, there were a handful of guys missing though, right? Yeah. I mean, you didn't have, uh, Marty is coaching, I believe high school yeah, in Massachusetts. Um, Armand Benz is coaching receivers at Hampton mm-hmm. university. And, and less, you can't get, logistically right. you can't get everybody right. all the time. Uh, a lot of the linemen weren't able to come back. We did have Alex Hoffman and Chris Jurek that were back. Uh, Jeff Linkenbach wasn't there. Sam Griffin, Ben Gadouli, who played a right. big role. Yep. Um, guys like that, that, that weren't able to make it, but you still had a, a good core group of guys that came back and, uh, it was, it was great. Uh, I, I was told like a day before the, the event that I was going to have to speak on behalf of Aaron Webster and I were going to have to speak on behalf. So throwing together a, a speech a, a speech at the end of... You're not uh, a wing it kind of guy? Uh, no, not usually. Not usually. I, I don't like to just wing it. And um, Mo emceed the event, Okay, which was interesting because I think a lot of the players from that team don't know who really know who Mo right, is. And right. Mo came out and his first jab, he said, you know, I... I uh, the team is playing, or the the university is playing the 2009 Pittsburgh game at the Fifth Third yes, Arena yeah, tailgate. That. that sounds really cool. That sounded really cool. And he was like, you know, I, I urge people to stop by there. And he said, I've I've urged Tony to stop by there as well. He said, but if 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 it would only be fitting, much like the game, if you just showed up for the second half. <laughs> and there was like a spattering of laughter, yeah. and I was laughing. But yeah, you got. I don't it. think yeah. a lot of the other guys <laughs> yeah. got it, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, this will be. <laughs> But no, it was a great, great night, and, and obviously Dan Hoard going in was great yeah. as well. Um, Brian Kelly came back. Um, it was an off week for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to. I, I right. Think it's cool I think that that's he, the key there. He I didn't th- have to come I back. I think it was cool that he did. As you know, time heals a lot of things. Brian actually, it was interesting, and Bill Cook has written a book on that season, as you yeah. know. Um, Brian continues to maintain that the way things went down weren't his fault. And yeah. I know that sounds like passing the buck, and maybe it is. I mean, he's a salesman on top of everything oh, yeah. else and a BS or on top of everything Every else. answer he gave to the media was a great answer. Yes. Which, which is what he's really good he's at. He's very good at that. Do you, do you buy that, though? I mean, it, it made it sound like, listen, I wanted to tell these guys after the banquet or at the banquet or however I was going to be able to do this, and yeah. it wasn't allowed to be done on my time frame because I guess someone from Notre Dame – 
leaked that he was going to become the head coach. Do you buy that? I, I, I can buy it. I don't know if it happened, but I can buy it. Here's the thing I struggle with, and I think the quote you're going with was when he said he wanted to congratulate everyone, but it was taken from him. Yes. I think that was yes. a different choice of words. My only question to that is, even so, even when you have to take that job, a lot of those guys, including me, I didn't hear from Brian Kelly before the Sugar Bowl. I didn't hear from him before or after the draft of a congratulations or good luck or anything like that. So I think if it was It was more, almost like he completely turned the page yeah, and, that and there was, was that. nothing else. Yeah. And maybe that's some of Notre Dame to do with it too. But I can say this from – and it was a, a cool story. Mike Bohm was walking Brian Kelly uh, from his car and he showed him the new arena. And as he was walking through, Pittsburgh had just scored at the end of the game. And Brian Kelly stood there and watched the last drive and told Mike Bone that was the first time he'd watched it. Really? Which was really, well, I mean, I that's that a, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. A, and that's a cool, yeah. that, that, that's cool to have. Huh? So uh, I got to interview Brian Kelly for the pregame show after the media hoopla, and, and I just asked him about that team and what he remembered about the season. And then I asked him, you know, I, I had said, you know, my, my wife and I were watching the Pittsburgh game on TV a couple weeks ago, and my wife looked at me, and in the first half and said, how are you still in the game? I would have benched you already. And I followed that up. And I followed that up with how close was I to being benched? And he gave like the most Brian Kelly, never. Oh, no, you were never going to be benched. Baloney. I knew when I looked in your eyes at halftime and all this. And I'm like, bro, you and I know this. If you hadn't chased the guy down on the interception, you were done. Correct. (laughs) Correct. So, so much of what Brian Kelly says is great because it's exactly what the fan base and the media wants and needs to hear that's that's funny were you glad he came back i was no, yeah. i know he and to his credit he he went up to every player individually and my brother even made a comment my brother was a walk-on that year uh didn't play but he was on the team and he went up and said hey doug how you doing and took I mean, he genuinely took a minute or two with every player that was there to just say thanks catch up real quick and then he was you know i'm, I'm pretty sure he watched the fourth quarter from his couch because he was out of there right after but no like you said he didn't have to come back uh, he chose to come back, and it was, it was good. It, it was a, a really good event. Now, at, at the point that you guys came on the field, I was actually finishing up an errand, going back home yeah. to watch the game, and, and I heard Dan Horde during the broadcast said there was a smattering of boos. Is that about yeah. is that about right? Yeah, and on the field level, you couldn't really okay. hear him when you were yeah, on the field Yeah, I couldn't hear him anyway. in the broadcast, yeah. so that's when Dan said that. It kind of took didn't take me back, but I thought, I don't really hear that, but Dan's yeah. there, and he can Yeah, there, you could. And, I think you could pick out a couple, but for the most part, it was. And, it, and the way they did it, they announced the team, and then, Shortly after Brian Kelly came out, right, so right. if for the average fan that's just clapping, he probably didn't even see Brian yeah, Kelly the, come out. The, the thing I've told people, and, and listen, I mean, you you lived it. Um, I can't see as a fan how you are mad at Brian Kelly. You can be mad at how it went down, but it's impossible to be mad that he took the Notre Dame job. I said I can understand the players yeah. and their level if they're still upset with this because that was their coach who you feel like kind of abandoned you without saying goodbye, and I I think that's fair for you guys to feel the grudge. I don't think it's right. I, I don't understand the fan that holds that grudge. And maybe they're holding on behalf of you guys. Maybe that's yeah, and the I, case. Yeah, and I think the only grudge that was held was how it happened because, you know, Mark D'Antonio did the same thing. Mm-hmm. But Mark D'Antonio met with the team right. and was very open about it, and Brian Kelly really wasn't. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be mad, then then we should be mad at the way college football has these Correct. rules in place. Yes. That yeah. that shouldn't happen. No, if, you, right. if you start a season, then you should finish it. And that's I agree with that. That's, I mean, that's you, a college football no, theme. no coaching hire should be done until yes. after the national right. championship. So if you're going to be mad, end of story, and you're mad at how it happened in the moment because you're preparing for the Sugar Bowl, fine. But ten years later, there's no reason to to still hold that. And 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 I think it was interesting because he had mentioned that 
someone had mentioned if we had played for the national title, he said I probably wouldn't be the coach at Notre Dame. I think that was interesting because I don't think he leaves for the national championship. I think he has to coach the I national championship. Yes, I think you have to. So there, there was just that. And then, then there's the uh, there's a couple bowl projections out there right now that if UC can take care of business, they could possibly see Notre Dame in, in one of those. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, and I think that'd be a, a very fitting way to end the year. And Brian Kelly may be upset he didn't stick around longer and do some scouting. Yeah. Uh, lastly, on this topic, when you look back um, – was there a moment or two that just other than maybe the Pittsburgh throw where that, that season stood out to you? Yeah, I, th- I think we we started the season picked third in the Big East, and we were on the road at Rutgers on Labor Day. Right. It was a Monday game. It was the only game on. Rutgers was picked to, to win. Uh, they were picked ahead of us in the league. It was Greg Schiano. They were opening up new stadium renovations. And that was, that was kind of the heyday of Rutgers football. There right. hasn't been a real big heyday Correct. of Rutgers football, but that was kind of the heyday Correct. of Rutgers Correct. And we literally, I mean, we had unveiled our, we wanted to run 100 plays a game, fast tempo, and we just rolled through Rutgers. And I think that kind of got the ball rolling for us. And then I think the trip we took to Oregon State to go across the country, beat a really good, a ranked Oregon mm-hmm. State team with the Rodgers brothers yep. and Sean Canfield. Uh, that was when Mike Riley, I believe, yes, had that yeah, team going right. yes. to win that. And I think that was like, before he took the NFL job. Yeah, um, and, and yep. yeah, they were actually going to, pretty well to win that. And then it was kind of like the okay, let's look at the rest of the schedule. And there was that growing belief that we could do something special. But those two games, to me, stand out a little bit more. Uh, let's correlate that team to this UC team, and it's not a direct correlation because this UC team already has a loss yeah. to Ohio State, which. Again, the more, the more you separate yourself from that game, it still doesn't look so bad. Saturday was not pretty, but it was effective, and it's still a win, and it's a double-digit win. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I never looked those in the mouth. I think you could also look at, listen, we got kind of got got through the game. Yeah. I don't say lucky because they weren't lucky. UC was the better team. Um, and it feels like the, the couple of times the bye week has popped up, it's almost like, Needed it. Good time. And here it is again. Here's the yeah. bye week again, coming off kind of an ugly win. Didn't play great the week before yeah. at Houston, but still never felt like they were out of control of those games. And maybe that's the good sign is there's still something in the tank that we still, and maybe we're never going to see it, but it feels like there's still something there for this team. And the one thing I do know is you're getting a consistent yeah. defensive performance week in, week out. Well, yeah. P- barring injuries, and they're, right. I feel like they're starting to pile up a little bit. Well, I mean, defensively, though, you lose James Wiggins at the start of the year, who's your best NFL prospect. Javon Hicks has been great. And, and, and the, the guys that are making plays defensively are local recruits, which I mean, is Hicks great. Hicks has, what, seven takeaways yes. now? Something I mean, like Javon that? Hicks has been great. Jarrell White has been great. Um, defensively, they're consistent. They're really good defensively. Now, they gave up a couple long balls against Houston. Uh, but for the most part, they take the ball away. Sudden change, they've been great. Yep. Des Ritter fumbles inside the 10. You hold him to a field goal. Uh, Marcus Freeman's going to be an ed- or a, a college coach yes. really soon. Head coach. Yes. yes. He's already a college coach. Or, yeah, college head coach really say. soon. But when you look at what this team's done this year, UCLA was a dogfight for most of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they trailed Miami 10 nothing after the first quarter. Uh, they have struggled at times in different games this season other than UCF and Marshall. Is that? Can you pinpoint that as maybe just a little Dez little lack of days ago? Yeah. Is that is that the running game's not well, the I, consistent factor you thought it I would be? I think when they've struggled, Des has struggled, and and not to say Des has been terrible, no, but no, he just he's, has, not, he's been hesitant at times. You don't you haven't seen him run the ball as much in the like you know he made a couple of huge plays running late in the Houston game, but against Tulsa you didn't see him run the ball much. They couldn't get the they couldn't get the running game going. I think the inconsistencies on offense have reared their head a lot more. Then defensively, I think going into the season, it would have been the opposite. I think you'd have felt with Dez and Mike Warren coming back and the receiving core getting better that you'd know what you have on offense. It seems like they're still trying to figure it out. And 
I get going into a game like Saturday against a Tulsa team that gives up a lot of rushing yards and saying we're going to run the ball. Yeah, and they sold out to stop the right. run. But so. when Tulsa takes that away, then yeah. you have to change up the game plan and start making some some different plays. So I give the defense all the credit. And I give a guy in, and I, I said this after the game, it was fitting, the 2009 team was the motto of next man in. And you hear it a lot now mm-hmm. of, of someone coming in. Jared Dokes is a guy two years ago led the team in rushing. Missed an injury all last year. Was out in, again with a knee injury this year. Comes in for Michael Warren and has three touchdowns against Tulsa. He literally willed them to a win offensively because they needed all three of them. The the the, the one on the on the kind of the option route. Yes. Where he actually he chucks the chucks the the linebacker yep. in. I can't remember which was but somebody on the edge. Chucked them coming in. Almost got himself knocked off balance right. doing so. Circles back out into the middle catches of the field, it. catches it, and then makes an incredible yeah. run for the pylon. Which is a novel concept in sports that you can throw to your running back out of the backfield, which we'll after get they, to after they chip a little. Yeah, which we'll get to later yes, in the show. Yes, we will. Uh, but no, uh, Jared Dokes and the defense, you know, set their mark. And Luke Fickle even said after the game, these are sometimes games you need sure. during the course of a season. And Brian Kelly said it uh, when we did our pregame interview. He said the weird thing about the 2009 season until the Pittsburgh game. We never really went through that adversity. We never had a game where we were down multiple scores in the season. We always kind of were in control to some point. And for UC, even though Miami was up 10 nothing, you felt like you were yeah, in control. Yeah, they're still a better team, right. That Tulsa game, and, and Tulsa, look, they lost to Oklahoma State. They lost a, a good game like 34, to... 34-19, or am I drawing? Yeah, Michigan State was 28-7 yeah, to start the year. And then SMU, who's ranked yes. above UC, they were beaten by 21 in the fourth quarter. So it's not like Tulsa overall was a just a, a terrible team, but it's a team you should have handled better than what you did offensively. But again, banged up, bye week comes at the right time. They're six and one. They're bowl eligible, and yeah, they Ern, have Ern Luke Fickle seventy five grand right. for that win, my man. They, look, they have East Carolina a win, uh, UConn an easy win, USF an easy win, and then you have yeah I, the the road I guess makes yeah me, makes a little, me just a little hesitant, but they're clearly the better. But then team. you're Temple and Memphis, and you control your destiny on what you can do, possibly host a AAC championship game. Yeah, and I, I think... And SMU's schedule is tougher going forward yeah, it is, no than question. what UC's is. Yeah, if you... And the good, good part is, because Memphis is either yeah. going to be ranked again or is at least going to be pseudo a team that people respect because they've had a good year mm-hmm. and they're going to continue to have a good year, um, Temple's probably a 7-5-ish, 8-4 team, but that would still be a, a pretty good win. Correct. Um, if you were then to play SMU um, in the title game or however that would shake down and get a win, that would be a quality win. Right. I think if UC ran the table, and this is a control-your-own-destiny moment, right. it's all you're asking for, because, right? You're in the New Year's Six Because goal. Boise lost. Yes. Boise's lost this past week. To BYU. Week. To BYU makes that now UC's Yeah, because UC would, would like, well, whoever wins the AAC. Yeah, you right? control your own destiny. Smoo. Yep. UC, whatever. One Memphis, of those Memphis. Possibility, yeah. One of those teams will be the highest rated, in my opinion, Correct. power or um, uh, group of six yep. conference teams, and that team gets an automatic berth right. in one of the New Year's Six Bowl games. And the crazy thing is about the AAC, you have that opportunity, and if it's not that, it's something like the Car Care Bowl yeah, or a, the it, Birmingham it, it Bowl. It is a huge drop off. It's a big drop off. Yeah. So there's a lot to play for going forward. Yeah, no question. Which I think it's all you yeah. want. For. Correct. All right. Now, you, you mentioned about this, you know, the, the whole facing adversity. Ohio State has not faced oh. a lick of it to this Good point. Gracious. Coming off a of bye week, we were all looking forward to the showdown of unbeaten Wisconsin, unbeaten Ohio State. Wisconsin got caught looking ahead, yep. and it snap, crackle, popped them. The thing is, this is no longer an elimination game for, for either. It's only an elimination game for Ohio State. Yes. Um, but 
the more I watch, I, I, I love the fact that Wisconsin is true to what it wants to be, which mm-hmm. is we're just going to get a bunch of big old linemen, we're going to line up, and we're going to play old-fashioned old, old yep. smash-mouth football, here we come. And our defense is good enough to keep us in it. Well, the defense has given up a couple of big plays. Gave up a couple of big plays against Northwestern. Yep. Gave up a couple of big plays on Saturday. And I just, now that I look at this game for Ohio State, if it had been two undefeateds, Wisconsin rolling in, I might have given them a puncher's chance. Now I'm looking and going, I don't see how Wisconsin scores much on that Ohio no. State defense. Chase Young in the, in the defense. I mean, that, Ten points? They're, 13? They're, they're so good with Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins that no one talks about the defense. Right. The defense which could is, be just as dominant. That's why I think it's the most complete team in the country Absolutely. to this point. No, I, I, if I'm putting the rankings, they're number one far above anyone else right now. And it, it's crazy because when you, when you look at Ohio State, you almost have to say, okay, start them with 35 points. That's my, yeah. And it's like, okay, and, and from how's there. That, def- that defense isn't giving right. up that many. From there, can Wisconsin score 35? No. I don't think so. I don't think Wisconsin scores 21. I don't think Wisconsin gets out of the 10s. Right. I, I think they. you saw a weakness that Cone is, is not the guy. No, he's a, he's a manager, and yeah. that's okay. And, and when you have a team that can stop the run like Ohio State will be able to, then you have to have a way to throw the ball. Unless they bring Chase Wolf in. They bring Wolf in, I give him a chance. Maybe just because it's, maybe, just because I'm maybe, a big I'm a big Chase Wolf. Maybe guy. they have to. They might have to. Maybe they will. Uh, but but what? Again, start start Ohio State with 35. Correct. And do the math. Can the other team? And I don't think so. And and to me, that is when you look at that game, and you look at the rest of the season for Ohio State. That that's how I judge them going forward. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm starting I, them with 35 I'm or with 42 in some games. I, 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 I said two weeks ago I start them at 40, and unfortunately they only scored 34 against yeah. Michigan. So let's start them at 34. 34 yep. is the, the, the minimum right now for yep. them. Could you imagine what is going on in Georgia right now? They're a mess. With the way they've struggled and now looking at – I mean, they play – Look as, at the quarterback we had. Dude, and I think Fromm's really good. I don't See, I don't. I've but never liked like, his arm strength. But I think he's been yeah. surrounded by stars. Can you imagine the, the – the noise down there. No question. Looking at Justin Fields, and you lost him on that roster. I mean, they kept Kentucky in a game where Kentucky's yeah. playing a wide receiver Correct. quarterback in the rain. Correct. I mean, you kept them around. It was, and, and I, whoever the analyst was, and I'm drawing a complete blank. I was watching it in a, in a, in a bar restaurant um, for the most part. It made the point of it feels like they have just decided to tell Kentucky we're going to go run, run, screen pass, and be happy to punt the football away. Yep. And they Win were. The field position. And honestly, if Kentucky hadn't got the touchdown call back, or not early, but where they would have taken a 7 nothing lead in the second half. Yeah, totally different. I think Georgia plays with a puckered ass the rest of the night. Yep. And that's not a good place to be. Completely different. All right, let's look at Ohio State as you get through the Wisconsin game. Maryland Rutgers are two layups. Yes. Penn State comes to Columbus. They go to to Michigan. Michigan's got another big game this week with Notre Dame for, for the Jim Harbaugh Bowl. Oh. Um, is Penn State good enough to put some points up? I mean, I Sean just, Clifford's been great. Yeah, he, he's been great. I just, again... From what I've seen from this Ohio State defense, until I see someone score consistently on them, I don't. So that becomes maybe the next elimination game, though, yes. right? Because if Penn State gets to that point yep. unbeaten, and I, I keep I, I don't think Penn State is a honestly. I put them below Auburn to be quite frank, and they've yeah. got. A, I honestly still put them below Georgia, yeah. and they've got a loss. Penn State's got questions. Michigan, I'm not so sure. I don't put them below Wisconsin even. Still. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how Ohio State doesn't run the table. I, I would agree with you, and and uh, and gets to the to the uh, to the title game. Yes. Uh, Miami over the weekend coming up with a um, – um, well, actually coming up this weekend, they've got Kent State. They came up with a nice win over Northern Illinois, so they got to trudge their way towards keeping the Chuck Chuck uh, Martin job alive and maybe get to a bowl game, and maybe they, they do so. Uh, let's look nationally where we, we talk of in terms of Ohio State. It's funny. You talk about uh, buyer's remorse for Georgia yeah. maybe letting fields go. 
I don't think Ohio State has buyer's remorse because they have fields, but they had Joe Burrow at one point in the things he's doing at LSU. Yeah. Um, but, but that's worked out well for both for, sides. For, yeah, agreed. Um, Joe Burrow was was for a minute coming, he was to, coming Cincinnati. to Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, that, that, he would be the quarterback yes. probably ahead of Desmond Ritter right now, yep. right? Um, are they better than Alabama? Uh, without we'll Tua? We'll see. Without Tua, yes. Uh, without Tua, that changes a lot. And that's why I've been asked a lot about um, draft stuff for the Bengals. I like Joe Burrow ahead of Tua. I'm liking Joe Burrow more and more. I like Justin Herbert ahead of Tua because Tua has the best of everything. And Joe Burrow's done it with... Got a freaking howitzer, though, man. He does. He does. And that's part of Season 4, Episode 9 of the Angry Quarterbacks. You can hear that podcast on our website, ESPmediasn.com. And there's tons of platforms for you to enjoy our content, as long as well as the archive of tonight's game and all the games that we have covered this fall 2019 season. We're back at King Stadium in the castle. That's the press box because I just named it. It is 49-0 Kings at the half. We're about ready to start the third quarter here. I'm Lee W. Mallon, and they are Kyle Howard and Brock Faulkner, our engineer. Some scores for you at the half. Kings 49, Loveland 0. Turpin leads at the half at with throw 38-7. And Walnut Hills had a 28-14 lead at the half. However, Anderson got a touchdown and an extra point to chip at that deficit. Now Walnut Hills leads 28-21 in the third. And at the half, West Claremont led at Milford 20-3. Some good scores in the ECC. A couple more Cincinnati ones for you here. LaSalle is up at the half, 21-13 against Witten Woods. There's a couple more through here. Ross was winning big at home against Thurgood Marshall, 63-6, I believe was that score. Looking at some Cincinnati ones. Madeira's up at Reading, 14-0. A Dayton score, but one that might uh, pique your interest as Trotwood leads at Springboro, 19-14. You might know the Panthers were undefeated before their game at Springfield. And now the Panthers are looking to get the winning track back. And Little Miami up 13-10 in the third quarter against Edgewood at home. Remember, Little Miami is becoming an ECC member next year, so that Kings and Little Miami rivalry will resume for conference play. A little bit of uh, Fort Ancient Valley Conference, if you remember that. Huge conference. believe it was 18 teams, just like the G-Walk was, with three divisions. And right now, looking out past the coach's box of the Loveland Tigers, I see, what is that, the drop zone. It's lit up. It's got plenty of neon colors out there. Kings Island, just a, a stone's throw away. If you have a very good arm, it's a stone's throw away, but very close to here. It's the Windseeker up in the sky out there. It's the Windseeker. I like that. They're getting ready for Halloween. I forget it's what it's called. It's the like Cold Seeker this time here, though. It's cold. <laughs> it is getting pretty chilly. The wind throwing a nice breeze up here in the press box. Yeah, well, you, need, you really need to work on your King John Oh, I, I only remember them when they were Paramount. That's the last time I was there. But... 12 minutes on the clock. Remember, because Kings leads by 30 or more, it's a rolling clock, meaning unless it's an injury or timeout, the clock doesn't stop. And Kings will be kicking away, and Loveland receives. And the second half is set to begin as soon as Trent Benson, who's 7 for 7 on extra points, sends this ball away from his own 40. For Kings, both sides of the ball, superb. 
As this ball spins towards the five, it's picked up by Tyler Lake on the return, and Lake past the 10, past the 15, past the 20, cutting on the slant towards the left, bouncing away, and swallowed up by the defensive line, the special teams, I should say, of Kings. I believe that's off the arms of David Keitlinger. And clock it's is, excuse me, the clock is running now, actually, as, uh, even with the before they even snap the ball here, the clock is running as we are past 30 points here to start the second half, which is the rule in high school sports. 49 nothing is a score now. It's first and 10 for Loveland. And Luca Aquilino is now at quarterback, as Brock mentioned to me at the half. Took a pretty big lick on that last sack he had. So the sophomore comes in. We certainly hope the junior, Calvin Cloud, is A-OK. -okay. High snap for Aquilino. He'll hand it up for Reese Hatfield. He'll barge his way past the 25 and knock down around the 29 for a solid pickup of seven. A strong pickup of seven, and it's second and three now for Loveland. That was a really good push the offensive line got there, too, and gave him time to actually try to find a hole. Second and we'll call that two as the Tigers need to cross the 32. For a fresh set of downs, they're 32. 10-26 and rolling to go in this third quarter. 49-0 Kings. Aquilino in at quarterback. And the shotgun sending Hatfield in motion. Bouncing towards the left. Aquilino keeps it. He'll be sworn by a couple of knights. And Aquilino gets the job done. And there go the chains. First rushing set of first outs for Loveland that time. The ball resting at Loveland's 34-yard line on first and 10. Aquilino airs it out with four on the right. He'll go for the closest one in Reese Hatfield towards the right, past the 30, and swarmed by the Kings Knights. They're in the dark jerseys. I believe it's a charcoal gray, not quite black, but it's a darker shade of gray. And Loveland in the traveling whites tonight. And no gain, no loss. It's second down. Actually, it's going to be a loss of a couple as the down marker has yet to move back. There's a flag waiting at the Loveland 33. And it looks like that's going against Kings. It'll be first and eight. 9.14 to go in our third quarter. It's a rolling clock. With Aquilino setting up three wide receivers lined up back towards his left. I believe that's Webster in. As Aquilino passed the 30, he'll air it out at the line of scrimmage, and he finds a Tiger. He finds Jack Bergman on the left, and Bergman swatted down at the Kings' 16-yard line. That's a big pickup for Jack Bergman, a sophomore wide receiver, and the chains will go into Kings' territory for the first time this half. Only a handful of times tonight that the Kings' defense is allowed to miss coverage like that. It's first and 10 at the Kings' 20. Aquilino rolls towards his right, towards the end zone, and it's picked off in the end zone by Kings. And the runner will get past the 10, curve over towards the right and run towards the middle. He'll come back this way and met up with one Tiger, still on his feet around the 28. That's a stop taken in by Jack Bergman that time. And another interception recovered by Kings, their third in the night. And what turned out to be a very promising start for the Tigers offense has now turned into a takeaway for Kings, and they have the ball in their own territory on first and 10. Ball was fumbled late there at the end around the 29-yard line, but it was recovered back by Kings. 
think that was Gavin Herring, Herring, the uh, interception for Kings. But it's going to be first and ten for the Knights. The scoring summary, Stilski with five rushing touchdowns, McHugh with a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. That's your seven for Kings. It's a bounce off towards the right and first and ten, and that is Sanella. Sanella holding on to the ball. He'll get close to the down marker. Possibly a half yard shy to move the chains. It's going to be close, but it's second down for the Knights. It's going to be second and that's about half yard there. Need to get past the hash mark of the 38 of the Knights. Kings leading 49-0, 7.22 and rolling to go in our third quarter here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Three receivers to the left, one on the near side as Kings rolls from left to right in this quarter. Zanella again, races forward, tripped up early. He gets the first down, however, and the Knights move the chains again. Max Zanella. In that first half, we saw Zanella and Stilski complement each other quite well. We'll see a new quarterback out there in Will Kocher. He's a freshman at six foot, 170 pounds, and he wants the ball. On first and ten, he'll hand off to Sanella again with lots of open room past midfield and taken down by the ankles. Max Sanella from the grasp of Jake Kotsanas. And the chains move again for Kings. First and ten at the Tigers' 34-yard line. So we're seeing a lot of newcomers check in for the Knights. So most of the stars will be rested up before their last game of the regular season at West Claremont November the 1st. First and 10 now at Loveland's 34-yard line. It's a handoff the middle, and I believe that's Sanella trying to shake off the jersey pull, and now met up with a wall of Tigers right around the 24. That's what Kings needed to get for a fresh set of downs, and I think they get past the 24, close to the 23. Another set of downs for the Knights. King's still plugging away offensively here, getting a good push up front. And uh, the running back's doing the rest. It's been the Sanella just carrying the load here this drive. Well, Coacher comes back out there. This time his back is Jay Holobitz. He's a freshman running back for Knights. On first and 10 at the Loveland 24. Spinning around and quickly snuffed out. That's Trent Williamson on the stop. That's a pickup of about one. We'll call it second and nine for Kings at the Loveland 23. 49-0 Knights, 5.09 and rolling to go in the third quarter. Remember, we're under a rolling clock. At the half, we had a nice presentation. This is the battle for the ribbon game where the Pink Ribbon girls and both schools try to raise as much money as they can for breast cancer awareness and research. It's a handoff this time and pushing on through is Holobits. Holobits will get to the 15-yard line. That's about two yards shy of the first down, and it's third and two for Kings at Loveland's 15. Even though the Knights have swapped out their first and second stringers and going younger behind the offensive line, they're still moving the ball quite well tonight. Third down and short. Third down and two to be precise. It's a handoff again by Holubitz. 
Olibitz now pushing his way forward. He's past the 10. He's still on his feet, then knocked down around the 9. And the chains will move for first and goal at the Loveland 9. Nate Holman with that stop there. Nick Fraser there to make the tackle there at the, at the end. 49-0, Kings your score. 3.55 to go in the third quarter. The Knights scoring 49 points all in the first half. Ball resting at the Loveland 9. First and goal. Coach returns with Jay Holubitz. Again, a freshman running back now in there with Will Kocher, a freshman too. It's a handoff for Holobitz. He finds the gap and scores the rushing touchdown. And there's a flag that comes in after the play. But that's going to give Kings another rushing touchdown, their seventh tonight. And it's 55-0 Kings. I believe that's after the play, so that touchdown should still count. However, the stripes are the ones that make the call. It will stand. So it is 55-0 Kings with 325 in the third quarter. As the Knights now bring in their extra point unit. It was Benson leading the charge. Certainly a tough time for the defense here the last two weeks here. This is 55 plus points on back-to-back -back games now. So uh, certainly don't want to see that. And uh, obviously want to shore up some things going into Anderson next week. Trent Benson in for the extra point. Made all seven in that first half. Lines it up towards the left as his holder is Hunter Henry. Here's the snap, the place. The kick is up by Benson. And it's good again. It is now Kings 56, Loveland 0, 325 to play in the third here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Kings 56, Loveland 0. First score of the second half for Kings. So we're about ready to see the returning unit out for Loveland. It is Lake, and I think it's someone different than Bailey Jackson. Is that Andrew Gwynn out there, possibly? Possibly Reese Hatfield? Lake's on the far side of the returning formation. As Kings set to kick it away with 3.20 and rolling to go in this third quarter. 56-0 Knights is your score. This one takes a far spin and into the cradle of Lake past the 20. He'll get past the 30 and spun around the 33, then taken down by the Knights at Loveland's own 33-yard line. It's first and 10 there for the Tigers with three to go in our third quarter. 
like Kyle mentioned, this is back-to-back -back games where the Tigers' defense has given up 55 points. That's how many Walnut Hills scored in the match. And we still have a little bit of game to go here in this ECC battle in Kings Mills, Ohio. Last week, their offense was able to muster some points. So this week, Kings is playing a complete game defensively, too, just stymieing this offense. First and 10, and I think that's an incomplete pass. We'll go second and 10 now. Again, Luca Aquilino out there as quarterback for Loveland. You've seen some flashes, though, tonight, especially with Aquilino here, at quarterback. They've, they've been able to make some plays out there, just haven't been able to string together drives. Kings has now tied their season high with points. They scored 56 at with throw a couple weeks ago. The Knights are on a three-game winning streak. We have two of those three on the road. And we'll have a whistle and a flag at the Loveland 32. They're going to get the offensive line for false start. Well, it's going to be a loss of five. And I'll put the Tigers back at their 28-yard line. It's second and 15 for the Tigers. As Wacolino returns to action with a single back formation and three receivers to the left as the Tigers roll from right to left in this third quarter. 136 and rolling to go in the third. 56-0 Kings. Empty backfield for Wacolino down low. And looks like that's caught by Hatfield, but he's quickly smothered by the Kings secondary. I think he might have picked up one. It's now third and... Actually, I think he lost one, third and long. Ball resting at the Tigers' 26-yard line on third and long. We have two receivers checking in towards the left, two on the right. Natuan Webster, the lone back. It's Aquilino, five yards away from his line in the shotgun. On the 20, one night chasing. Here comes the second one, throwing it. And it bounces out of bounds around the 34-yard line, incomplete. And Loveland will come back out to putt with 42 seconds left in the third. Ethan Ludden should be coming back out there for the Tigers. Indeed, he will be out there. As the Knights have rolled up 49 points in that first half and seven in this third quarter. They tied the... Season high for points the Knights have scored with 56. The lowest, if you'd like to know, looks like 24 twice in the loss to Sycamore and the loss to Turpin. That was a close Turpin-Kings game. Long with the right foot punt. It will cross midfield and bounce around the 45 and chased by Loveland. It will still roll the Tigers' way and stopped at the 23-yard line, and that does it for the third quarter as the Kings Knights lead the Loveland Tigers 56-0. The Knights get the ball to start the fourth quarter after this break on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011.
Knights have the ball to start the fourth quarter. And the clock is rolling as the Knights take the field up 56-0 against the Loveland Tigers. In case you're wondering, 56 is the most that the Tigers have given up all season, beating the 55 that Walnut Hill scores, which beat the 50 that was scored by the Sycamore Aves and the Lebanon Warriors, who are also coming in the ECC. Lebanon, not Sycamore. It's a hand up and not getting around to the line of scrimmage. Good stop by Loveland, actually. Might have got back to the 23-yard line. I apologize. It'll be second down for Kings. I believe that time, I don't think it was Jay Holobitz with that run. It's second and 10 for Kings. Up 56-0 with 11-15 and rolling to go in regulation. Here at Kings Stadium. Senior night for the Knights. Pink out and battle for the ribbon. I do like the little drum line that they have behind the cheerleaders and the Knights mascot. It'll be a reversal towards the right, racing toward. That's Sanella. Sanella continuing to stay on his feet. He's past midfield. He's swarmed by four Tigers and then knocked out of bounds as Kings are back in the Tigers' territory. Sanella, who's played well all night, he does the slant towards the right and picks up a solid chunk of yardage. And I tell you, this is a team you don't want to be playing here in a couple of weeks when the playoffs roll around. Playing a great defensive ball game, offensively clicking about a pound of football. Remember, it's a scary team that can play solid football all around. Remember, Kings is 12th right now. Only the top eight get to the playoffs in the state of Ohio. So if Kings does finish their business and get a couple bounces their way, and the Knights might make it in Division II Region 8, but they got Turpin and Anderson as they look up that way. It's a run up the middle for, we'll call that one, and it's second down and nine with 9.59 to go in regulation as Kings leads Loveland 56 to nothing. Actually, you could look at Kings putting up a prayer next week that Loveland could help them out next week and get a win over Anderson. Anderson. That go a long way for the cause. And Anderson, a very good offensive Minded team as well. I believe their quarterback, Jackson Kuhn, he can sling the ball with the best of them. Also, taking a look at the Kings Knights mascot, which is a knight. That's the shade of blue I thought Kings had. Columbia blue is more, think like light blue, like North Carolina blue. This one's more like Dayton colors, blue and red. It's a pitch out towards the left, and it sweeps for about five or six yards, and we'll call it third down and about four at the Loveland 40. Paul Ubetz with another run. Came in this second half with Will Kocher, both freshmen, and both moved the ball quite well in their long drive in that third quarter. Single back formation, three receivers towards the left and one to the right. 
for the Knights on third and four with 8.40 to go in this fourth quarter. 56-0 Kings. Olobets continues to push his way through and he dies past the Loveland 35 and that will move the chains to the north. First down Kings. Kings still playing well on both sides of the ball and like Kyle mentioned, this team continues to play just like this. It's gonna be stuff, it's gonna be tough to stop a night. But again, currently 12th, and they need a couple bounces their way and a win at West Claremont next week. First and 10 at the Loveland 34-yard line, 56-0 Knights, under eight to play in the fourth. It's a sweep towards the left, and the running back is knocked down around the, the 38-yard line. That time was Jacob Morose, listed as a senior wide receiver. And for Kings. A couple updated scores here in the ACC. Anderson has climbed back in front now. 31-28 over uh, Walnut. Actually, that may be a final now. With Anderson trailing 28-14, that's a very nice second half the Redskins put up there. We don't have a, a time stamp on that one, I guess, at this time. Three receivers to the right on second and 12. It's a pitch out this time. Zach Owens with a nice finishing move. That will cost Kings about five yards and it's third and a Warren County mile to go and a stop and an injured Tiger on the field. And the trainers are quickly out there. We'll take this quick timeout with 7.02 to go in the fourth. Kings 56, Loveland 0 here on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. At Robert Half, we know finding the right employees is a job in itself, and it's a job we love. You see, Robert Half isn't just a staffing firm. We're people. People who believe in finding the right people to fit your company's needs. Because employees who are a good fit are more productive, more engaged. Finding a great candidate isn't easy. But at Robert Half, we know it's possible. Robert Half, the experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. Nate Holman that's being helped off the field by the training staff of Loveland. That's a that's a tough loss for Loveland. The senior is looking at a couple of schools collegially. But he'll be helped off the gridiron is now third and 17 with 656 and back rolling to go in the fourth. Kings 56, Loveland 0. Single back with three receivers to the far side, one on the near side, the so Knights attack from right to left in this final quarter. This time it's a handoff, Sanella again, 
He'll snake his way towards the left and vortex his way past the 36. He's well short of a first down. And the Knights will pick up about seven on that run. However, they do not get back to the original line of scrimmage. And for the first time tonight, the punting unit checks in for Kings. Well, when it's, there's six minutes and 15 seconds left in the game and you haven't punted all night, you know you're doing something right. And that should be the feat of Ty Stilski. Had a tremendous first half with five rushing touchdowns. He's also listed as the official punter. No, they're going for a field goal. This should be, what, a 55-yarder by Benson? And Benson, he's 7 of 8, but his longest is 32 yards. This would be his longest of the year if he can connect as Benson gets a load of it, heading towards, and it's short. No good. Benson cannot connect on the field goal. He's a little short of the crossbar, and that will give Loveland the ball on turnover on downs. He definitely had it right down the middle. He would have had a little more leg behind that one. He would have nailed that. A, he's really showing off the leg this year, that's for sure. He's not missed an extra point the entire season. And now you see him attempting 55-yard field goals. That's, uh, that's, that's some next-level stuff. There will be some schools looking at him for sure. And when we say he was short, he was short by probably, what, a yard maybe? If that. So, I mean, you know, the, the fact that you're seeing a high school kid who can hit a 53-yarder, if not a 55 um, that's, that's very impressive. When you have a good kicker like that, that's a pretty nice gem on your disposal. Well, that's a game changer. If you're if the if Kings does make a run and get in the playoffs here in the last couple of weeks, they, uh, that's that could potentially change a game in the playoffs. If you can if you have a guy that can kick a field goal in a situation where you might be just going for it on fourth down. So Loveland recovers at their own 20-yard line. There might have been a penalty I missed as Aquilino with the handoff to Webster who curves sharply towards the right, then pushed out of bounds by Kings. Devin Eads, the junior six foot two defensive back with a stop with 5.26 and rolling to go in the fourth quarter. Knights, 56, Tigers zero. But that's a nice pickup of six by Webster, and it's second down and four at the Tigers 27 yard line. Luca Aquilino took over for the Tigers as Kevin Cloud it's ruffled up on the last King sack for the end of the first half. And this time it's Webster again trying to bounce through a hole. But Kings does a nice job keeping that hole forward. But Webster does bounce very close to the first down. And in fact, he got it. He got past the 30, and that's what the Tigers needed. Now first and 10 at their own 30 as Loveland trails Kings. 56 nothing, 440 to go in our contest. Yeah, that was a great bounce outside by Webster there. Didn't notice the hole up the middle was clogged, so he cut outside and was able to get the first down. It's a fake as Aquilino looking for someone. A flag comes in at the Loveland 27. That was complete. Was that to the arms of Zach DeWitt, the junior offensive lineman? That lost five yards, but remember, the stripes are talking, and I think that might be an offensive penalty against Loveland. Well, you see Kings clapping down there, so it certainly appear that way. I don't think, <laughs> don't think they'd be clapping for themselves getting a penalty. So, Well, you could, but normally be, you don't. Yeah, but. You know, I think your uh, head coach would be too happy about that one. Yeah, head coach and teammates. <laughs> 3.51 to go in the fourth quarter, and Loveland is back all the way up to their 16-yard line, needing to get past the 40. So this is a long Kings Island walk to the first down. 
Is it a first and a wind sinker here? I think that's a first and a walk through the front gates to the Venture Express, which is, if you're not familiar with Kings Island, a pretty long walk. That is a very long walk. Aquilino sets up. He's got a couple backs helping out the offensive line with a single back towards his right. Two receivers spaced out on the right. Play clock down to one. He got the ball off in time as Aquilino bouncing off towards the six, airing it out towards the K, and it's caught by Lake. Lake, he is tangled down around the Kings 29, and that's a big first down for Loveland. Great pass to Lake, and he, on one-on-one -on -one coverage, breaks it in. It's a chains move from Loveland territory to Kings country. 2.44 to go in the fourth. Loveland looking to dent the scoreboard here on first and 10 at the Knights 30. Luke Ocalino's got a gun, and you, know, he's, you don't see him out there playing quarterback a whole lot. Of, usually in uh, different formations, they like to run with him at wide receiver, but he certainly can sling the ball. Cloud at six foot five, Aquilino at six foot, and now he'll keep it. He after a fake, he's past the twenty. Aquilino still on his feet, past the ten, curving out of bounds. He lost the ball, passed out of bounds, and the flag will come in. I think that's going to be a late hit, and that might move Kings closer to the end zone. Fifty-six nothing, Kings with two oh eight to go in this fourth quarter. Tigers looking for one strike here. And it's going to be marked at the Kings 5 for first and goal. Solid opportunity for Loveland to strike here. Webster stays out there as the back. Aquilino gets the instructions, now heads to the offensive line. Definitely the biggest threat they've had tonight of trying to score a touchdown. Actually, they're going to move the ball closer. It's going to be at the three for first and goal. Aquilino single back, two receivers to the left. Webster moves to the left as a single back. Aquilino swarmed down and thrown down at the 10. That's a loss of seven on that sack. 1.15 to go in the fourth. Second and goal at the Kings 10. They try to run a quarterback draw on the outside, and Kings are sitting on that route. Second and goal at the Kings 10. Aquilino hearing the words from the coaching staff. We're down to our final minute of regulation. Kings leads 56 to nothing. Aquilino sets up. Two wide right receivers both sides. A bounce to the right at the 15. Throwing it to the end zone. Touchdown, Loveland! It's caught by Tyler Lake. And Lake... Reels in his third receiving touchdown of the season. So you see a late rally here by uh, the Loveland offense here. They don't give up here. And again, it's the second straight week we've seen that where uh, they, they come fighting down at the very end. 38 and a half seconds left and they're scoring a touchdown. It's going to be a two-point conversion as Aquilino stays out there and he'll space out his wide receivers. Two to the left, two to the right. Webster, the lone back, will be to the right of Aquilino. And he'll check in on the right side of the offensive line looking for two. It's 56-6 Kings with 38.6 seconds left in the fourth. Empty back for the quarterback, Luca Aquilino. Looking towards the left, throwing it down the middle. Two-point conversion is good. It's Lake again. He scores eight points on two throws from Aquilino with 38.6 seconds left. 
and it's now 56 to 6 Kings here on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com careers today. Loveland strikes for the first touchdown tonight from Luca Aquilino and finding Tyler Lake for his third receiving touchdown of the year. And Kings leads 56-8 with 38.6 seconds left in regulation. We're here at Kings Stadium in the castle in the press row. Again, want to thank Kings and the athletic department for giving us this room. And that onside kick recovered midfield. Who's got it? It's past 10 yards. But just determines who latches on hardest. Will it be Kings or Loveland for that onside kick recovery? Here comes a flag, and the ball is flown up in the nighttime sky. The flag falls at the Loveland 49-yard line, and it looks like Kings recovers, and I think the next play we'll see is a knee to the ground. Well, there's multiple flags on the field here. It's very late, too, so I wonder if there's some shoving or something going on down at the bottom of the pile. I see one flag at the Loveland 49. The referees are talking it over. And the other flag, as Brock is pointing out, at the Kings 34. I did not see the one at the Kings 34. But the Stripes are going to talk it over. And one of them will walk over to the Kings coaching staff. First year under Alex Garvin. Andy Olds was the longtime Kings football coach and I believe one of his family members is actually an athletic trainer for KHS. 56 to 8 Kings, 30 or 25.4 seconds left in the fourth. Kings recovers the onside kick but the ball is going to be marched backwards a little bit. The ref is past the 40. He's going straight into the circle of Kings, the round table of Kings if you will. And the ref will Spike the ball right at the 33-yard line. By spike, I mean gently place. The Knights of the round table, huh? Well, you know. I Actually, I think I did okay not <laughs> throwing so many Kings Islands references in there or Knights or Royals or what have you. But it's first and 10 at Kings 33-yard line. 56-8. Knights leading. The clock resumes. There's the knee. And that should be it for this contest. As the Kings Knights will improve to 6-3 overall and 4-2 in Eastern Cincinnati Conference play. Loveland falls to 0-9 on the year and 0-6 in ECC play. 56-8. Your final scores. The final seconds tick off the scoreboard from the northern end of the stadium. And Kings has won it. Kings with their fourth victory in conference play. They will not leapfrog Anderson. However, they will pick up their fourth conference play as Anderson, I believe we mentioned, is a final by defeating Walnut Hills late in that second half. So the Loveland Tigers, a rough night at the office, but there's positives to look at. And now the Tigers turn their attention 
to the Redskins of Anderson in the Forest Hills district. We actually were seeing corrected here. We thought there's no time stamp. Now it says fourth quarter. It's a tie ball game between Anderson and Walnut Hill. So that one still has a, some hope there for Kings. So it could possibly be where Anderson and Kings are four and two, but still a little bit to play in that contest as Kings wins it 56 to eight here tonight. As now Loveland turns their attention to the Anderson Redskins on the road. Gentlemen, your thoughts on that contest? It was uh, obviously a very sound football game for Kings, a team fighting for a playoff spot. But to me, I, I think they passed the eye test tonight there. If that had something to do with the way the Harbin rankings were, unfortunately, for their sake, it does not. But uh, if, you, if you're thinking about how well they played, and uh, if, they, if this would be a team you think you possibly see in the playoffs in a couple weeks, I think you very well could be. So uh, it's going to take the Loveland probably beating Anderson next week and Walnut, and Walnut Hill somehow uh, holding on and win that game too. So there, that's probably what it would come down to of whether or not Kings can get in. But uh, either way, hard-fought ball game by them. Uh, Loveland uh, saw some some good uh, good bright spots tonight at times. I mean, you saw some nice plays, just couldn't turn together a good drive. The Kings defense, give them the credit for that. They were able to force some turnovers and get some pressure on Calvin Cloud in the first half. Uh, and then at the end of the game, you see them still fighting toward the end. You see Aquilino coming off the bench and leading a touchdown drive there at the end. So uh, saw some promising things and uh, going into the last game next week against Anderson trying to get the first win. Uh, some things you can circle on, on what you want to improve on, some things you want to obviously build off of next week. And next week you can hear the call here on ESP Media Powered by Sidearm Sports with Kyle Howard and Brock Faulkner from the Forest Hills as Loveland concludes the 2019 high school football season with a trip to Anderson. Gentlemen, any final words before we say goodbye from King Stadium? Yeah, I just uh, thank you all for tuning in tonight, and obviously uh, we'll be back at it again this week. Lee, uh, Guess we'll have you back in the booth next week, but we appreciate all you've done for us this year, and I've uh, done a fantastic job in, in delivering the games each week for us. We appreciate that. And I appreciate the opportunity and all the athletic departments I got to work with. Very excited, and I'm sorry I'm going to miss week 10 with you gentlemen, but it's been a lot of fun. Hopefully we can do this again sometime soon. To wrap up tonight's broadcast, it's the Kings Knights 56 and the Loveland Tigers 8 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For Brock Faulkner and Kyle Howard, I'm Lee W. Mallon, and thanks for listening.